Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. (laughs) Greetings, all you battle-weary buyers of the Bitcoin. You got some uh, good news coming your way. It's time for another rant. Yes. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> How's hey, it yeah. going? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, apparently, Jeff Bezos, our favorite uh, Bezos, is... Um, our favorite cosmonaut? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He is an <laughs> astronaut now. <laughs> I said what I said. Apparently, kind yes. Of. Yes, you did. <laughs> he is Russian. Yes, sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, apparently, he is uh, mulling over taking Bitcoin on Amazon. Oh shit. And now, if this uh, happens, if this happens, all of you Bitcoin enthusiasts out there, they expect the price of Bitcoin to either be seventy to a hundred thousand dollars by the end of this year. Time for all these uh, computer nerds to put their money where their di- <laughs> put their mouth where their digital wallet is. Sure. Mm. There. Yes. How yeah. about that? Yeah. I like a, that. That's a buy in, baby. Buy in. That's my digital dad joke. Yeah. Oh, well, don't you think, though, long term, this is going to fuck shit up? I mean, especially, I mean, for the whole um, blockchain kind of technology stuff. No. I mean, in all honesty, the more places that accept Bitcoin as actual tender legitimizes Bitcoin. Yes. It makes it, 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 it's the adopting, it's the adopting of cryptocurrency that's going to make it or break it. Yeah. Because if no one accepts it and all you can do is just buy and sell it on the market for actual U.S. or other federal legal tender, then it's worthless. Yeah. It's, it's It's just, it's just as worth it. It, it shares the same value as like collectibles. Right. At that point. Yeah. The whole point of it is to be used to subvert the federal reserve the federal currency because you're creating competition amongst currencies right but if you can't ever use it to actually exchange uh, as a uh, as a source of value for something then it isn't anything it claims to be so it has to go through this sure but i mean i i guess the reason why i have such kind of uh you know i'm just a little nervous about his inclusion is we've seen how elon musk you know, affects the tides, you know, and just how the value of some Bitcoins go, or I mean, cryptos go up or down. And I'm just nervous of individuals like that being becoming so a part of the community that they are then creating the um, tides. Well, the more it's adopted, the less that'll matter. Yeah. I mean, and the, if, less if, the less you'll be able to do it. Right. Exactly. Because sure. then that counts as insider trading. Exactly. You're manipulating the markets. Yeah. Yep. artificially and, and i don't know if you carry on <laughs> no go ahead yeah. <laughs> this is something and i'm i get where you're coming from arona because the more that it becomes mainstream the more my skeptical antenna raises because it's like oh shit this is being adopted by people that i don't necessarily side with on most things but eventually if your goal is to create something outside of the the federal system it's never going to survive if it only remains in the black and gray markets like no it has to be a fiat currency it has to be spendable anywhere you go yeah and that and once bitcoin gets to that and it will 
Bitcoin will get to that. It's just a matter of how long it'll take all of these companies to adopt it because Bitcoin's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's got enough buy-in and the infrastructure. And it is, and it is secure. It's mm -hmm. a very secure way to pay, you know, anything. So, I mean, the only thing you got to look out for is the Bitcoin hackers out there. Yeah. Sure. Going to hack your wallet. Yeah. 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 The only thing, I don't mind Bezos being involved yet. I could be proven wrong. I'm not speaking from a point of expertise by any means. But what I don't want is I don't want the federal government involved in Bitcoin. Agreed. I don't want... I don't want the NSA to open another 160-acre building that's just full of uh, hard drives doing nothing but mining Bitcoin. Right. Like, that. that's when I'm out on the whole idea. But as far as it just, and if it just stays like this, which we know it probably won't, but if it just stays as we are now accepting Bitcoin and you can actually use it to make purchases of items, I think it can, I think that the average everyday person Especially if you got in over the last 10 years, this could really help them. And yeah. this was the entire point of Bitcoin was just to create a different avenue for that. Well, and, and actually, I mean, it's it's a very interesting prospect in the first place. There's a, a story I remember seeing. I can't tell you, you know, what publication put it out, but it was specifically about a place in South Africa, you know, that was and you could say what you want about the community. They were. A full white community that was trying to make sure that they were prosperous beyond the allowances of what's going on in South Africa. And their community has created their own cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. um, you know, to trade among themselves and trying to get it out there um, into the, um, you know, into uh, the main trading markets. And it's it's really interesting because that opens the door for any individuals that feel like they're being, you know, um, treated poorly to be able to create their own communities. Well, and that's I mean, there's Bitcoin is just the big daddy yeah. on the block. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's, sure. there's thousands, thousands of, of coins. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can create your own altcoin if you want. All you, <laughs> all you need to do is just take a a. a cryptocurrency class which are offered all over the fucking internet yeah if you don't know how to navigate the internet and find out how to create your own bitcoin then uh, or your own crypto coin then you're probably not you're going to be the last one to adopt the crypto right. anyway so you're going to get left behind it's all blockchain it's all it's it all runs on the blockchain and if you don't understand that then you don't understand cryptocurrency at all yeah but i would highly advise any and all of our listeners that even if you have no intention of ever having a digital wallet or purchasing, mining, or creating your own coins, I do believe that this is something that's going to be a player in the traditional marketplace in our lifetimes because it basically, it already is in some areas. There's some people online that they only take crypto. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a CBD shop that I go to. Uh, where the the of course the dude deals in cash as far as what he brings in, mm -hmm. but he's pumping everything back out into crypto. Um, so his entire solvency is within uh, the crypto market. Finishing my prior point, I would highly encourage all of our listeners uh, to just go on YouTube, go on BitChute, go on Rumble or whatever, and look up. Just educate yourself. Like if you got enough time to listen to a podcast, you got enough time while you're taking a dump, brushing your teeth, making coffee to just get a 
get a little bit informed on it so that when it or if it does become a real thing, you're not sitting there going, what in the what in tarnation <laughs> digital money? What is that? Well, the last 25 years of modern American banking has already gone digital. So we're already in that realm. This shouldn't this should just be one more. It's like adding a different credit card in your wallet. Yeah. And pay attention to what the criminals in D.C. are doing with it. Correct. Mm-hmm. You definitely need to pay attention to that because they will absolutely find a way to fuck you any way they can. Oh, for sure. And there that's you know, that's what we're going through right now. The the whole um IRS uh thing people are subverting paying taxes to the IRS through Bitcoin and through other uh, through all kinds of altcoins. I mean they're and they're having a hell of a time trying to find it. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're not liking it. And so the 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 faster it can get adopted into modern American life, then yeah, that's going to help them, you know. But it, the more that it's fought, the more that the more the feds can say this is only for criminal. I mean, look at Ross Ulbricht. Right. The whole reason why he's in prison serving two consecutive life sentences is because he made Silk Road something where it's like there was a desire for people to exchange on the black and gray markets. And now he's, you know, they try to make an example out of him. So, which, yeah, I mean, he's basically in jail for creating the, creating the infrastructure, not any actual criminal transaction. Yeah, correct. I heard. Yeah. I actually heard some news on him that they might be releasing him. It would be wise because mm-hmm. your entire young Zoomer generation that's been only lived on the internet, they know the story behind that, and that will be their rallying cry. I mean, fuck, you hear all the time now this. These websites were taken offline. Hell, it happened just the other day. Uh, internet outages, you know, cyber attacks. That will all be coming from anybody that knows what the fuck they're doing on a computer. And him sitting in prison is is not going to lessen that. Uh, he has no business being in prison. The people who used his services to carry out criminal acts, and some of them ha- very heinous, you know, human trafficking, murder, all that kind of shit. Uh, those are the people that should be in jail. Yeah, Not yeah, the, it's, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like Zucker, like putting Zuckerberg in jail because you know somebody put on Facebook that they were going to kill somebody and they went and killed them. Yeah, yeah, or it's like the creator of shit. should we go dig up the Wright brothers and re you know and put them in prison because planes were used on nine right. eleven? Like this is the dumbest shit ever. We don't do that in this country. But. No. Anywho, uh, there there's much easier ways to identify criminals these days. Uh, sometimes you could just be sitting in a Chick-fil-A parking lot. <laughs> what happened there, Jim? I got a little story to tell. So one topic that we've hit up quite frequently on this podcast, and a lot of it has to do with we launched in the middle of the summer of love of 2020, of the year <laughs> of mostly peaceful protests. And everybody that's ever listened to us knows how we feel about all that bullshit. And one thing that at least I know I can speak for myself have been very consistent on that is move, you know, get the fuck out of cities. Uh, We went into Tales from the Hood a couple episodes ago. I let it be known that my job still takes me all over the city uh, and knowingly bad neighborhoods, high crime areas. And I happen to be in one most of this week and I didn't spend much time in them, to be honest with you. Uh, it's just obvious that they weren't safe for people doing what I do and working alone. The biggest thing is working alone. If I had a partner with me, I would have been fine. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have scooted. 
But I was working down in Southwest Atlanta on Monday, and I also had to go visit some sites up in North Atlanta, Alpharetta area, Milton, Johns Creek, the high end part of Atlanta. The the safe area. Correct. Hmm. And on the way there, it was around lunchtime, it was 1230. Uh, Atlanta is the city uh, that Chick-fil-A built, in a way, uh, because there's Chick-fil-A's fucking everywhere. They're like in and out burgers out west, I would imagine. They're just fucking everywhere. Yeah. UT, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the lines are comparable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and due to last year, they basically have shut down their inside dining. Everybody is now drive through only. They've refurbished every... They've torn down Chick-fil-A's and rebuilt them in under a year just so they have like an indoor capacity of 12, but you can fit 142 cars going through the drive through It's amazing. I love it. I'm stopping at a Chick-fil-A on my way from Southwest Atlanta to the northern suburbs, and I stop off right at the top end of, if you're not familiar with Atlanta, we have a perimeter that runs around Atlanta called I-285. At the very, and it's so, like, it's like a clock. The 12 o'clock position on this, there's another highway called Georgia 400. So if you pull up a map, I'm in that area, and there's a mall right there, and the, the crotch of 400 and 285, right on the, the eastern side of 400. It's Perimeter called, Mall. It's called Perimeter Mall. And it's in Dunwoody, which used to be a nice neighborhood full of high-rise business uh, buildings, high-end shopping. It's mainly a place people go to work, and there's restaurants and shit well, like that. Well, there's still a, a very nice element in that area. It's just now become literally almost... The train tracks and that we talk about. And you know. it's the worst traffic in the city. Yes. Oh, no shit. Because it is horrible. That whole area, 400, 285, and every subsequent road around is always on are under construction. Yes. So, for whatever reason, I was like, let me pull off and get a chicken sandwich and just continue on my way. I know there's a Chick-fil-A right here. It's right off the exit. I can zoom, I can zoom right in and out and be gone. Well, dumb me. I get there around lunchtime. There's lines, multiple lines wrapping around the fucking building. But I'm I'm there maybe five minutes. I'm now the first car in line to turn onto Chick-fil-A's parking lot or onto their property. And the the mall parking lot is slammed. I mean, it's packed. It the whole it's just fucking bumper to bumper packed. And five minutes into waiting, I hear the distinct sound of gunfire. Approximately, I don't know, three to five cars behind me. And, well, needless to say, that got my attention. Um, I'm not one of those guys who fucks around on my phone while I'm waiting or stopped, especially if there's a lot of people and cars. I'm usually pretty alert. (laughs) So I immediately registered what that sound was, and it was coming from behind me. And I was like, fuck, I can't see shit with all these cars here. So... I'm waiting to make a left into Chick-fil-A and the cars coming the opposite way are waiting to make a right into Chick-fil-A. So that there's a full open lane next to me with no cars in it whatsoever. So I immediately turn my head over my left shoulder in the open lane. And wouldn't you know it? Now, this is just mere seconds. Gunfire. I look in my rear view, can't see shit. Turn my head over my left shoulder. Boom, right there. Not... 12 feet away from me was the shooter. Black male, roughly six foot, six two, black shorts, black short sleeve shirt, 
wearing an over-the-shoulder satchel and a blue surgical uh, corona mask with a pistol in his hand. At least he was, at least he was, you know, <laughs> yeah. protected. At least he was protected. Yeah, he was only spreading fear that day, not yes. the virus. Yes. And I think we can all pretty much rest assured that that was exactly, you know, he was concerned about not just his safety, right. but mine. Of yes, course. The safety of others, yes. And I, let me ask you, and now you, you said, you know, he, there were shots. How many? Um, there was just, okay, there was one shot. Yeah, but that weakens my story if I just say I, only one shot. <laughs> it was gunfire. Uh, he was the shooter, but, um, anyway, it wasn't until like, and if that would have just happened and I never saw anybody running around with a gun, I probably wouldn't have even thought twice about it. Probably just said, uh, who knows backfire, fireworks, somebody fucking around. But it was the fact that next to my truck, this guy was not even like running, not sprinting, just walking with a little extra pep in his step after just opening fire. He later found out he was opening, he was shooting at mall security because this fucking asshole just got busted stealing sunglasses from the sunglass hut in perimeter mall did he have his sunglasses on no oh. must have been in his bag they were in his bag they probably got yeah. pretty scratched up too with yeah. him rummaging around you know bouncing off of his fucking pistol and his stolen yeah. laptop and yeah. yeah so i saw him and obviously that got my attention i was like that's not an undercover cop that's not even mall security that's not even chick-fil-a security and um, he was he was trying to get out of there, but also without looking conspicuous. But, you know, the whole pistol in hand kind of gave him away. <laughs> and he cut through the cars in front of me in the drive through was continuing on foot trying to get away. And I was like, OK, well, that's I guess that's it. Not 20 feet behind him. Another black male started running. He was actually moving quicker and he starts like popping handles on cars waiting in line. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. Fuck no. I'm get And by that point, some of the people in line had realized what the fuck just went down. And then chaos ensued. And now everybody's trying to drive out of this confined area that we've all been parked bumper to bumper in. The only, th- the only good thing was is that I was first in line. Right. There was nobody in front of me. The car facing the opposite direction, uh, it was some white chick in a forerunner saw what I saw because all she had to do was just look forward. She's trying to cut a fucking U-turn, not doing a good job, by the way, but four runners, you know, turning radius, sure. I guess. So she gets her ass turned around and she's bolting. As soon as she finally gets to a point where I can go around her, I fucking floor it. I get the fuck out of there. I swing around the block. I look back up at the Chick-fil-A and that dude that was popping handles is now going up to each car on Chick-fil-A property, trying to get in them. I don't know if, I don't know what his fucking deal was. Didn't care. Wasn't going to stick around. But as I was leaving, the way I wanted to go, I couldn't because the shooter was now in the middle of the road, crossing the street, still with gun in hand. And part of me really wanted to run him over. But then I would be, then I would go to jail. So you're the criminal. Yeah. (laughs) So then I would be the obvious white supremacist criminal. So I had to book it, go in a direction I wasn't planning on going. Anyway, I got the fuck out of there. And it was probably like a few minutes later when I fully realized the adrenaline dump that had happened. Uh, Because it didn't kick in until I saw the guy. Sure. And then it didn't register until about two and a half minutes later. And then that's when I called you, Doug. Yes. Because I just had to tell somebody. (laughs) 
And it turns out you were heading in the area. That right, I, had just I was headed <laughs> right into the heart of the storm. <laughs> and I said, well. I was right there. I was like, if you see a guy, um, you know, hitchhiking, don't pick him up. Yeah, I was I was actually on 285. And the whole time I'm looking on 285, he says, well, if you see a, a black dude in black shorts and a black shirt bolting across 285 with a gun in his hand, you'll know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Never found the guy. And yeah. Now, I mean, maybe you already mentioned it, and I just totally missed it. Mm-hmm. What time of day was this? Twelve forty-three p.m. on Monday. Yep. Now, yeah, for for our listeners that are not familiar with what I mean, Chick Fil A in general is busy as all hell. But around that time of day, it, I mean, when you say chaos ensued, that's a lot of cars. I mean, trying to get out of a Chick Fil A parking lot. Um, at perimeter is, mall. Yeah. yeah. Anytime, mm-hmm. basically anytime during the day, it's an ordeal. And it's not like the mall parking lot was empty. I mean, I'm telling you every single spot, cause the Chick-fil-A is close to the mall, right? It's 50 yards away from the mall. Every single car, uh, or every single spot was taken. Like last summer, it would have been no big deal. I, everybody could have drove in any direction they wanted and would have never hit each other because yeah. there was nobody <laughs> at the fucking mall. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was my first experience being in the middle of a live shooting. So I guess that's I, always that's always getting your cherry pop. That's always ooh. the one that's like, ah, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of kind of makes you think. But it it was weird because it it kind of went back to what we talk about on this podcast, and that is, it's not just the bad parts, the hood, and all that stuff where things are getting worse. Because that's I left the hood. To go to this Chick-fil-A. <laughs> lo and behold, the craziest shit happened at the fucking Chick-fil-A. Have you ever yeah. had a gun pulled on you? Yes. Yes. I've twice, twice in my life that's happened. Yeah. There's one in particular that stands out. That weren't the police. I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've had the, I've had the cops pull their guns on, on me uh, more than more than twice. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's happened. I mean, maybe you'll cut me saying this, but I mean. Uh, would it be the uh, Statesboro robbery? Nope. I wasn't even home for that. Oh, um, I thought you were there when they, or, or which was the time where, you know, people broke into the apartment or That not? was up here. Oh, that was up here? Yeah. That was over Christmas break of like 2003, somewhere in that time. Um, I don't know how many guns were pulled on me. But I think it was about six because yeah. <laughs> there were six people that broke into my friend's apartment. Right. Um, we we're It was my friend's birthday party and more and more people kept coming up to this apartment. And I guess they could tell a party was going on and they said, let's go jack these white yeah. boys. Yeah. Long story short, uh, six black dudes got through the door, uh, knocked on it first. And my buddy was still expecting more people. So he opened the door and stuck his head out the hallway Boom, six dudes bum rush, come in the place, guns to everybody's heads, robs us all. Um, that was the first time in my life where I was like, oh, I'm dying tonight. Like, I'm not going to make it out of this apartment. My parents are going to be so pissed because <laughs> I mean, this was almost 20 years ago. So I was still a kid. I was in college, but either way. Uh, but I was up here just for Christmas break. And I was like, my parents are going to be so pissed that... My brains got splattered all in this shitty fucking apartment off Beaver Ruin, which my parents would never have been 
happy that I was even at. Yeah. A party in an apartment. Ooh. But uh, yeah, all of them are armed. Um, I was on the couch when they came in. I immediately got up to run to a back room. Before I could even get to the door, there's a gun barrel in the back of my head. Like physically, like I could feel that shit. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, and when I turned around. This is not good. When I turned around, it was a masked black dude, pistol in my face. And then uh, all of his buddies came in and all of them pointed their guns at me. So it was one event, but I think I got six guns pointed at me <laughs> at one time. Ooh. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, no, that will make you shit your britches. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. no fun. It is absolutely no fun, to have, especially when you have a gun pulled on you and you don't have a gun. Yes. That is when it sucks. Yeah. And I couldn't, we were trapped. We were on the third floor. So where to go? If I jumped out the window, I'd be splattered on the parking lot. Right, so right. it's like, I just have to, there's one point, you know, one point entry and exit. So I was like, well, just got to hope that they don't decide to kill us. So anyway, um, yeah, pretty terrifying start to the week. Not going to lie. Uh, didn't feel like it in the, in the time it was happening, but then it, once you started seeing it set in to everybody else and everybody started losing their shit. And then after I got off the phone with you, the rest of my day was just kind of fucked. Like just everything like was just off. It makes the rest sense. Of the day. That that would be the case. I mean, it's usually after the fact that all this shit, you know, you start actually understanding what occurred and, you know, how close to it you were. Well, and the biggest thing was, like, I was angry. Like, I was infuriated. I was Mm -hmm. actually more pissed off than, like, oh, my, you know, I might have gotten in. That dude never had any intent on doing anything to me. Um, so it wasn't like a fear thing. It was, a, a my response was anger. My, my response to Spotify, <laughs> the same thing. It's, yeah, been, week it's been a week. It's been a week, Spotify, and you're still fucking my shit up. Well, they're robbing yeah. you, Doug. So, yes, so they're, they're robbing us. Yes. Well, and you said that, uh, I mean, I know when I talked to you about it, it was the first day the release had happened, and you had said that you sent off an email to the people that are responsible yes, for getting yes, it. the distributor. And what, I mean, have, what have they said? They've said that there's nothing they can do about it. They have nothing to do no with Spotify. Shit. So the extra right, shit it, that you pay for, they, they have no control. Of no, it. no. Once, that, once it's delivered to their digital partners, mm-hmm. it's out of their hands. There's nothing they can do about it. So this is, this is my thing with Spotify. If you're gonna, play someone else's music when someone clicks on my link at least make it some music that goes in the same genre as the fucking (laughs) music that we play Uh uh-huh we we sound nothing like the jonas brothers we sound nothing like whatever the fuck popped up that i sent you you, that you sent me i was like uh, yeah i mean dude you when you sent me that thing it just Every time somebody sends me something now, it just pisses me off even more. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, and I'm to the point now where it's just fucking disappointing. I mean, it's just really disappointing. So I got a text from my sister and she's the one that notified me either yesterday or the day before after she listened to the episode and she was like, Hey, yeah, you know what? Spotify did something really fucked up for me too. I had to sit through three videos because she's not a premium. She's not paying for that. Show. Right. Right. And I would advise anyone that's paying for spotify don't yeah <laughs> fuck them yeah 
Um, so she was like, after sitting through three fucking ads, I click because I want to hear the song. And I also want to see, hopefully, they've cleaned up their act. They've gotten the, the audio correct. And she was like, I tried it twice, both times some R&B shit. And, uh, and she said, so fuck them. I went over to iTunes, worked work the first time. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it works other places. It's just Spotify. Because they suck. Is Cause Spotify dead, is a dead end. Exactly. And Spotify, this that's what really pisses me off is people are going there and they're watching the ads. Mm-hmm. They're watching these fucking ads that are supposed to be paying for the shit that you're about to listen to. And then they still get fucking bullshit music that has nothing to do with what we were doing. And they can't get our fucking song. And it just, man, it pisses me off. It's it the, just pisses me off. It's the equivalent of like, it, for any of our listeners that use Uber Eats, like you order a steak and lobster tail from like Outback and they bring you crystals. Yeah. Or a Big mm-hmm. Mac. But they still charge, they still take the money. Yeah. That they, because that's enough to make me want to, you know, maybe run through a parking lot yeah. with a surgical mask on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. But yeah. So, well, and you've been, you haven't exactly in the past been soft spoken about your uh, feelings for, uh, you know, Spotify. And I don't know how much of it's actually made it onto the podcast uh, because I, this is something that you rail against regardless of whether we're recording or not they're criminals sure well it's it's the thing that's one of the biggest platforms out there mm-hmm. and it's screwing up the entire experience we talked about this last week about how the music experience is now trash and there's another area that th- this whole uh, getting too big to provide the thing that people came there for right is right. it's not just limited to spotify anymore massive fucking news crept into our favorite sport this week that and i know we we go all over the place we break down we we have broken down politics vaccination stuff riots protests global chaos music and well our personal favorite sec football (laughs) we're a well-rounded podcast but you know, I don't pay that much attention to sports news, especially football sports news in the summertime. I almost don't want to think about it because every time I do, I'm reminded at fuck, we still have 45 days before kickoff or 109 days. But it's depressing to think about football when you can't when, watch when, it when you can't have yeah. it. Yeah. Plus, 90 percent of the shit that they're releasing is all, you know, just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. Well, yeah, but th- all the. This is big news. Well, all the this news is- typically in the middle of summer is, oh, this uh, this recruit has verbally committed to this school, which means nothing, by the way. It means nothing until signing day, until their paperwork is at the school that they're going to go to. Everything else is just like, we got nothing else going on, so we got to give you a little bit. Well, they've taken note of this, at least the SEC has or did years ago, and now every other conference follows the SEC, and they have this too. Um, themselves this past week was the each conference's media days where their athletic directors coaches and some of the top players from each team get in front of the media and basically it's the first official event of the of that football year right so now football is officially kicking off we got summer workouts around the corner and next month we actually get football this is the last month Without football. 
And for football fans, this is normally SEC Media Days, which is the conference of choice for us. SEC Media Days is something I pay attention to because it's time to start turning my attention towards getting amped up for football. Start looking at fucking games and tickets, making plans with friends. It's an all-day affair. It's a religion in a lot of places down here in the South. And news broke that had nothing to do with any of the shit I just said, but it happened to break right in the middle of media days. To because there was eerily two teams that were just not part of it, right? Well, so this news drops in the middle of all this other shit that's supposed to garner media, and you can tell it's intentional. You can, you can tell they're just they're trying to lob bombs and fuck shit up. So the news that broke earlier this week is that the University of Oklahoma, or Oklahoma University, whatever the fuck those fucking boomers, Sooners, oh, you, oh, them and Texas, it, the news broke that they want to come to the SEC. And I was like, ha, and I just kept moving. I was like, not, not interested. Then the next day, I think it was Tuesday, it was like, it looks like this is really picking up steam. And I was like, oh, no. I've heard this before. I know what's they're practically they're practically members of the SEC. They're right? in, yes. And then by Wednesday it said pretty much a done deal. There's not enough teams that are going to vote against it. So it looks like Texas and Oklahoma are going to become part of the SEC because in what they were talking about, not enough teams voting against it. At least in the SEC, at least in our conference, I don't know if it's. Uh, for all conferences, you need at least four teams to vote against a new team coming in uh, to prevent them from coming in. And these aren't football coaches. These aren't softball coaches or athletic directors. These are school presidents that are voting. And school presidents, their job is to put their university in the best financial situation possible so they can build more buildings, acquire more students that will be in lifelong debt, to build up these institutions, which should all be torn down, except for the football stadiums and the football programs. It should just be a semi-pro farm league, in my opinion. But anyway, so yes, Texas and Oklahoma, uh, as of Saturday, July 24th, are going to be the next two new members of the SEC. And the ramifications from this, I would like to maybe spend some time on. Well, I... I Educate me on something because, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the people in this room, I am the definite novice as compared, you know, to, to your knowledge. I really don't keep up that much uh, with college football. Have they already uh, come out with schedules and things of that nature? So they come out with schedules 10 years in advance in some cases mm-hmm. for larger matchups. Like my team is Georgia. They've already made contractual obligations to play Texas and to play. Oregon and to play Ohio State and Clemson. I mean, fuck, we're opening up our season in like six weeks against Clemson. You know, outside conference games and bigger games are all the rage. Alabama's been doing it. You know, this entire like first game of the season, Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. Alabama started it. Um, I forget the team they played, maybe West Virginia or somebody like that. But either way, it takes years. They look years down the road to schedule a lot of this stuff. So they're going to have to break a lot of contracts or the, that. And that's what I was talking about as far as like the ramifications of this are not, are much bigger than just two teams coming on board. And now we've got 16 teams in 
the SEC. Sure, but it is the full schedule in place yeah. yet? Yeah. And yeah. see, yeah, the whole years, thing. Yeah. Years of full schedule, yeah. The, I mean, the whole reason why this is, I mean, of course, it's already going to be big enough for the people already in the SEC because games that were not as important are now extremely important because, of course, uh, the matchups inside your own division are critical. Um, but They used to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure they're less so now. But, I mean, at the same point, uh, now those teams, you know, um, Oklahoma and Texas, games that were supposed to mean something now mean shit. And, I mean, do they have to shift schedule around to – uh, make sure they have more matchups within, you know, division play. So here's what's here's what's at play here mm-hmm. is if and likely when Oklahoma and Texas come to SEC, they lose all of their normal matchups within the Big Twelve. Right. And if you remember the two forming uh, the the two granddaddy programs of the Big Twelve are Texas and Oklahoma. They right. built the Big Twelve around those two teams. No one gives a flying fuck about Texas Tech or Oklahoma State or Iowa State, Kansas State, uh, much less West Virginia, which you know came in only when the Big East dissolved. And they could have gone to the big. They could have gone to any conference other than the Pac twelve, and it would have made sense given their geographical region. The one that made the least sense was the Big Twelve. <laughs> well, well that's the one they're in and and when you talk about uh you talk about the geographical region i mean sec sec uh, it's in the name the yeah. southeast conference yeah mm-hmm. oklahoma and texas are not in the east no no i mean texas maybe south i'll call it south but it's not in the east no. and when we talked about this before i thought the obvious choice to bring into the sec would have been Clemson. Mm-hmm. And there is a reason that they won't do that. Cause it's because it'll the destroy ACC. the ACC. Yeah. It'll t- completely destroy it. So now if you're bringing Oklahoma and Texas, both of them, into the SEC, you're just destroying another conference. Yeah. This so will obliterate the Big 12. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. back in the day, back in 2011 or 10, whenever it happened, when the SEC brought in Texas A&M, Yep. And Missouri. Missouri, yeah. I fucking hated that, too. I know, Missouri. I, I was like... Fuck Missouri. I was like, what the fuck are they doing in the SEC? Yeah. It's the... Now, A&M, uh, I still don't get A&M either, but A&M it, it is made a... More, it made more it sense. It made more sense. Yes, Missouri. it did. And I was saying, even back then, if they were going to add teams to the SEC, fuck Mizzou. Want yeah. nothing to do with you. You're not... You, you can't even be construed as like, well, it is kind of, kind of the South. You're right. dead fat smack center in the middle of fucking America. Right. Fuck off. I wanted Clemson back then. And yeah, they were not, they were still Clemsoning back then. It's right down the road from us. Yeah. Dude. It, it made Clemson. sense. It yeah. made all the sense in the world. Now that they have owned the ACC, it makes zero sense for them to leave. And so I would expect the ACC to nab up West Virginia. Because now, what, here's the first thing Big 12's dead. Yeah, Big Twelve will not exist anymore. You will have, um, I mean, you'll have maybe the Big Ten taking some teams like Iowa State, maybe a Kansas State. Um, I think the ACC would be stupid if they did not absorb West Virginia. 
Notre Dame is practically an ACC team now. Yeah. So you think yeah. this breaks up the rest of yeah, the teams? Yeah, th- well, it breaks oh, up. It definitely to. breaks mm-hmm. up the 12. It, yes. it, all those teams will be absorbed into the conferences around them. The Pac-12 you know? has the biggest to gain here right. because they could take in TCU, uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas to yeah. get that basketball ranking up for the Pac-12. There's some there's some things that can be gained, but the whole point of all this is that this move by itself, these two teams, no matter if they went to the SEC or Pac-12 or Big Ten, those two teams leaving the Big 12 demolishes and dissolves the Big 12. Yeah, The conference cannot stand on its own. The only way they could is if they brought Cincinnati in and Boise State and they they had to they had to pull from some of the group of fives, maybe uh, UCF, and bol- try to salvage something by doing that. But I don't even think that would be enough to salvage what the financial loss of an Oklahoma and Texas. Now Texas has been dog shit in football for the last ten years. They've got Steve Sarkeesian as a head coach, who was an offensive coordinator for Alabama with their most historic offense of all time, taking the the reins at Texas could turn that team around and make them what they used to be. Now, Texas has its own fucking TV network, the Longhorn Network. It's a $15 million a year loss to ESPN because, well, when they suck, nobody watches. So if Texas comes in, that would not only dissolve the conference, it would dissolve a TV network. Um, It would totally lopside even further the SEC's dominance on talent in college football the SEC will be just rich beyond any any other conference. Well, and this also, I mean, with the SEC, they've got bigger plans just beyond bringing in two more teams, right? Well, and that's kind of the thing is what we're seeing now is there's too many things happening and changing in college football that makes me think that anything is going to stick around the way it currently is for any amount of time beyond one year at a time. Because personally, I'll put it out there if it didn't come through, I fucking hate this. I'm an SEC fan. This would make more fun matchups, sure. We would lose, like Alabama would probably have to give up playing Tennessee. The crossover thing, you know, Auburn, Georgia, fuck, Auburn would probably have to move to the east. Uh, And then we would get to play them every year like we have, you know, Deep South's oldest rivalry and all that stuff. But you're going to break up a lot of those uh, cross-divisional platforms because these two fuckwads want to come in and suck off of our tit. The way I see it is, hey, if you're going to bring two teams onto us, you got to take two of ours out. Right. Buy Vandy, buy Mizzou. Buy, yeah. Buy Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Tennessee. Yeah, buy Tennessee. I, see, Tennessee is the SEC's Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Not because they have a stupid looking fucking logo and they both like to put big T's on their shit, uh, but they used to be really good and they've been shit for. Ever now. Yeah, they've been shit for a long time. But I wouldn't I wouldn't ever want them to leave the SEC. They are a staple. They're a cornerstone of the SEC. All right. Much like Oklahoma and Texas are the Big Twelve. Yeah. But the Big Twelve, I would imagine this has to absolutely fucking infuriate them. I don't I don't see I don't see anybody outside of Greg Sankey, the chairman of the SEC, and some of the coaches in the SEC being happy about this. To me, this ruins college football. But like I said, nothing's going to stay the way it is for very long. So throughout this week, this has been a fucking nuclear bomb in college football. Yeah. Yep. And so throughout the week, news has come out. Rumors have come out. People are trying to break stories about it. There's a tweet that came out yesterday from a guy that I've never even heard of. And 
you know, I don't know if this guy's legit. He is verified on on Twitter. It's his name is Jack McGuire. He's at Jack Mac CFB. He writes The SEC has been in serious contact with Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, and Florida State. Not clear if this will materialize, but they have their eyes on a true 20-team mega conference. OU in Texas is just the start. Well, if that is if that right there is true, that's a tragedy. Yeah. That's a tragic you don't need a thing. Yeah. You don't, you, kill the playoff. Yeah. Because the playoff literally will be the regular season. And the SEC, yes. I the mean, SEC will, like, they're losing, and I'm going to get into why I love college football more than NFL. And college football or football in general. Co- football in itself is is like a mocked-up war. My team wearing this colored uniform is going to go to a field of battle and battle it out with an opposing team of a different color and different uniform that represents a different region, a different part of our land. Right. And we're going to, we're going to battle it out within the confines of the rules previously established within this war field, this right. battlefield. Right. It, that, that's the whole intent behind football. Of college football. You're really yeah. focused on the uh, difference of color there. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever, whatever stands out to you, my answer is yes. <laughs> but you have all these different regions that are represented by not just the school, not just the team, but the pageantry around it. Right. The Like I said, you know, when people are planning what weekends and what games are going to go to, that's an entire weekend that they take out, especially an entire day. It's an event, it's community, it it matters in that essence. Right. To that region. Correct. And occasion and when you have an actual region that's competing against each other, you'd get to talk shit to the opposing fans because you live amongst them, right. especially in a city. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You also get to travel the two hours away from your home campus to go see your team take on the opposition in their home turf. Right. That that's a special event. What you're immediately doing is you're going to take that away from the fans because people aren't traveling from Athens to fucking Oklahoma. Right. And they're not even going out to College Station to go watch us play uh, at A&M, which we haven't done yet. We got coming up in the next couple of years. But the distance, you're traveling over halfway across the country for a college football regular season game. Right. And you're going to be doing that every year. And it doesn't make any sense at all. No, it None. fucking, it completely breaks down the entire nuance of why I. Of regional football. Yes. That's what it is. It's regional. And that's what it's always been. It's yeah. supposed to be. And that's why I say A&M and any, any of these schools that came into the, the SEC when Missouri and, and A&M came in, it, that didn't make sense to me at all. No. I mean, like I said, A&M made more sense to me because they're a better football team, but that's the only reason why it made more sense to me. And it only and helped it, A&M. Yes. A&M and Missouri coming to the SEC did not help the SEC. Right, not at all. We were doing just fine. I don't, I don't, we're not doing this because it helps our conference. We're doing it because it helps the individual schools. And it's and that's the reason why um, all of these schools want to come to the SEC, you know? Ohio State in the SEC, Michigan? that is blasphemy. That is fucking, that's yeah. like, uh, yeah, Michigan, what the fuck? 
Oklahoma? Yeah. That'd be I mean, like Georgia a, going to the Pac-12. And yeah. it's like, okay, Georgia going to Eugene, Oregon. What the fuck? Yeah. This I is mean, not. No. And no. You, and you got. The, no. And you're making the, the teams themselves, you know, fly across the country to play these games. It's 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 all fucked up. That's. So this is what I said. money, man. That's money. That's what money and greed and all of that has just seeped into every fucking facet of our life. The, yeah. the fans are getting left out. Yeah. In this scenario. Because what they're doing is no different than what they've done in professional sports where they got the fan out of the stadium. They got the fan removed from the sport. You got to just stay at home and enjoy it from home as we push commercials down your fucking throat. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you took a tally from the fans and if that held any weight, none of this shit would fucking happen. Yeah. Well, the fans don't matter. You know, that's just like, I mean... Well, the, it's just like saying that, you know, voters matter. Well, the fans are far more conservative because they want to, they don't like change in institutions like this that have been around since the beginning of the sport existing. Right. And I don't blame them. I think as soon as we start jostling around teams to try to get money, you know, a higher payout is when you're going to lose your fans anyway. So... I, the rich keep getting richer. I've already told the NFL to fuck off. Um, I can't even remember the last time I watched a, a baseball game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I got I got no problem checking out and doing more shit in my personal free time. Mm. But God damn it, if it's not going to break my fucking heart. Yeah, don't oh, yeah. fuck with college ball, man. That's the one thing that, and we've talked about this at length. That's the one thing that we look forward to <laughs> Yeah, all year. Is fucking college football season because you know, like I said, the NFL there they fucked everything up with free agency and all this fucking corporatism. Yeah, yeah it's just sad, man. Well, it's just uh, yeah, sad. Money's you know, I'm not one of those people that does not recognize you know, money is a necessity. It is part of the necessary evil that has to be part of this shit. But once it becomes the focus, it dissects and it and removes. Everything that was passionate, everything that was good, everything that was the spirit of what the competition was supposed to be. I mean, once you're surgical about who you're getting out to, why you're getting out to them, when you're getting out to them, then you remove the spontaneity of sports. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind money coming into the sport if it's going to make it a better product. But if it's sure. not going to make it a better product, then I don't want any of it. No, I love money just like anybody else. But sure. Fuck yeah. It's the greed. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the greed that comes with money. It's the once you you know how much is enough. You know, once you get a million dollars, do you just fuck everybody you know to get five million, and then fuck everybody else for ten million? How much is enough? I'll I'll put it to you this way: if if the shit keeps going the way it is, and it looks like it is, like uh, originally, yes, I'm against the OU Texas merger into the SEC because fuck them, I don't want them. I don't want other classical teams classically good teams that represented other conferences coming into my conference i don't want that hey if y'all want to come in to the sec and perennially go six and six and eight and four that's your own fucking uh undoing it, i think it's dumb for them i don't get it oklahoma because here's the thing texas and oklahoma there's no way you can put a, either one of those teams in the east yeah yeah i'm sure they will do it but it it will only infuriate me more so you're dropping in 
Texas and Oklahoma into the SEC West, they will get fucking slaughtered for years to come. And not just by Alabama. A&M will do it. LSU will do it. Auburn will do it. And Bama will do it. You're gonna, you're gonna be a four loss team every fucking year. Good luck. I don't, again, I fucking hate this. I don't think this does anything good. If it was something that genuinely felt like it was going to do something good for the sport, like we're expanding all conferences. Mm -hmm. We're getting rid of the group of fives, Georgia Southern. You're now in the ACC, uh, Georgia state. You're now in the SEC We're and we're going to bring up and we're just going to do it that way so that everybody can play a real big boy schedule and slowly build over time. That's a different discussion. I would hate that less than what is happening now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because you still, you're still staying regional. Correct. You, know? you, stay, you keep me, that regional fucking. To me, regional is more important than anything else. Yes, sure. it is. It, Especially in college ball. Yeah. It's just like high school football. It's the same shit. Once you nationalize it, I'm fucking out. Mm. I'm fucking out. You're, you're doing nothing but what we already have that exists in the NFL. And, that's, and, I, and I already hate that fucking shit. And that's the next thing coming. You know that, right? I do. Would be high school football. They'll fucking, they'll be sending high school players from fucking Georgia to Wisconsin yeah. to play a fucking high school football game. And they already kind of do that. Well, I yeah, know, but, I know, but, but it, it'll become more yeah. of the norm. And like I said, if, if Division One A, which I know is an old, outdated term, but if Division One A college football goes the route that it looks like, especially with this fucking twenty-team mega conference bullshit, then I'm out on Division One A. I will go back to supporting the school I actually went to. Uh, Georgia Southern will be my number one team, and I won't fucking pay attention to this big boy college shit. They will force me away from giving a flying fuck about it. And I'm a Georgia fan because I grew up a Georgia fan. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's a lifelong thing. I was a Georgia fan before I even knew what Georgia Southern was. I was an yeah. Alabama fan before I was born and didn't even know it. Same here. That's as the, far as Georgia, yeah. yeah I, was, I was bred into it. The, and that's a valid point right there is when you take that away, which is the whole regional thing, mm -hmm. when you take that away and you have a kid that's born in Alabama and his favorite team is fucking Michigan. You know, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Something's wrong with that kid. <laughs> yeah. You is. know, I mean, it's, it's the same reason why I don't, I don't talk to my friends in the fall that grew up in the Atlanta area that claim to be Florida state fans or Florida fans. And they never even went to either school. It's right. like, you only sucked off the teat of the good, uh, Florida and Florida state teams in the nineties when you were a kid. And you, you don't understand the regional aspect of this. Sure. You're a you're a Patriots fan in Tucson, Arizona. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, see, Florida State. I remember when Florida State was an SEC team. And then they went to the ACC, which was the best thing they could have ever done mm -hmm. because they kept getting fucking jacked up by Alabama every year. And then all of a sudden, they're the fucking top dog in the ACC. Yeah. But, but now they're not anymore. It wears down. It. I don't know, man. Well, I'm curious, you know, I'm going to have to definitely check in with, uh, I've got my, uh, um, you know, stepmom, her two grandchildren, uh, are, well, one's currently at OU and, uh, another one is going to be going there in the fall. So I'm really curious about what the feelings are there because I mean, I'm sure they're going through the same things. I mean, because their teams and fans that very much like to create this caravan culture, mm -hmm. you know, going from, you know, visiting team to visiting team to see their home team. 
I would imagine a lot of Oklahoma and Texas fans, I bet you it's a 50-50 split. I bet you some of them are fucking happy as shit. We can finally take it to them Southern yeah, boys. Yeah, Because they think they can actually fucking stand. Well, Texas, you know, Texas is a, they're a football state. Too. Yes, sure. I mean, they're a huge football state. So, mm-hmm. seeing Texas and Alabama or Texas and Georgia and all that, that that'll be huge for them. Yeah. But th- why I hate it is why now? The 12-game playoff was already going to naturally give you those matchups, and you did not need to blow up and nuke conferences. Right, right. You were going to make conference championships matter again, and you were you were let that play out and see what that does. Because I think that there was an argument that could be made that you were already going to have a more interesting sport yeah. with just that. You di- You don't need this conference mega conference bullshit. I imagine the people that are on, that are on board, like a casual fan of Texas or OU that is like on board or doesn't see this negatively, their take is probably like, "Oh, that's cool. We'll get to play some, uh, you know, some perennial like powerhouse teams. I like that." But the people that are against it, I guarantee you, are like fucking seething. Mm. I don't think it's. I think it's like twenty five seventy five as far as the happiness versus fucking well, that, rage. Yeah, that's that's all conferences right now. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's it, SEC same thing. People that are seeing this shit come into the SEC, what? they don't like it. Do I don't th- like it. I don't like it at all. Fuck no. I Do you it. think that though? I mean, this is college football's way of trying to mitigate some of the financial loss that they experienced due to the COVID. I mean, just. I mean, and more what I mean is they're scrambling. They're creating so many changes all up front, not waiting to see what uh, comes out from those because maybe the revenue has suffered so much since they haven't had fans in the seats it's, and things of that nature. I well, don't. The reason why I'll say no, obviously it's possible that that could be a part of it, but the reason why I say no is because they're pissing off their revenue stream by doing this. Right. Sure. This isn't right. about... This isn't about revenue from us, the fan. This is about revenue from the top, you know, corporations shuffling money to each other above our heads. That means nothing to to us at all. It'll mean less games that you're physically able to go see. And during see and during COVID, the SEC was the one fucking conference that kept sure. football going. Sure, yeah. they SEC were like saved football for last yeah, year. Yeah, for they the were entire like country. Yeah, they were like fuck this. We're gonna play. Yeah. Now I and, can understand back then. Because remember, there was talk, there was rumors anyway, that maybe Ohio State will join the SEC yeah, for a year. Right. Notre Dame fucking joined the ACC for a year just so they could play football. Right. So if if ever there was a time that that was going to be the case. It would have been last year. It already yeah. passed. Yeah. So this, you know, in the 11th hour after the, the storm has passed doing this dumb shit, I fucking hate it. I'll, I'll leave the segment with this. When my friends texted me that tweet about the mega conference and... It making absolutely no sense. I just said I hate all this. I mean, I thought the whole the South will rise again would look a little different than this. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck the current state of college football and what they're trying to fucking do. But uh, we got to move on. We can make an entire episode of nothing about how much I hate this. But <laughs> I think it's my pretty point, fucked up. I think my point has been made. But obviously. Like everything else, sports related, at least in the sports we give a fuck about, we will keep you updated as we are updated. And uh, whew, and Buckeyes, stay up there. Yeah, stay. Yeah, stay in stay stay in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, but staying stay in your own yard. Yes, <laughs> but keeping in Ohio, 
Changing sports, though, over to uh, Doug's least favorite sport and my quickly becoming not giving a fuck about sport, Major League Baseball. Yay! The Cleveland Indians, ooh, oh no, we're canceled, have officially changed their team name to be the Cleveland Guardians. I thought Hmm. they would go with Joe Boo. Mm. They let us down (laughs) yet again, man. I'm telling you, sports is supposed to be entertainment, not, not preachery or, you know... Uh, a status on the social culture of America. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we're we're acknowledging that you're paying adults millions of dollars to pay a child's game. Stop preaching to me. You're the fucking Indians. Mm-hmm. And that football team in Washington, you're still the fucking Redskins. You can't even decide on a fucking name, you fucking bitches. You cave in to the, the culture war like this. Don't be surprised if that's just yet one more cut and the death of a million cuts that the country's just not going to be on board with. Well, so, I do understand, you know, the changing of something because people feel that's disparaging. This is more on a devil's advocate slant than mm-hmm. I actually agree with it. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, though Indians was a term where really like, uh, well, we're not, we never were Indians. Uh, you know, which you kind of in a couple episodes ago, you know, made that. Yeah, they would rather be called Indians than Native Americans. They would actually prefer to be called the tribe, like the Seminoles. But uh, my question, tribe. I mean, how is this so disparaging that they have to change it from the Indians to some bullshit name? Well, and that's the thing is their nickname was the tribe. Yeah. The Cleveland Indians went by, oh, the tribe It's the tribe versus the Sox. And to me, Indians isn't disparaging. The only people that think it's disparaging are bougie liberals. Mm -hmm. And they are ruining the fucking world, starting with America. I fucking despise bougie, white, liberal women are the worst. But any bougie lib, I fucking hate you. I find white socks and red socks racist. (laughs) That's racist. (laughs) Well, and the... The reason why I'm covering this, because I know to kind of stay away from baseball news, is because this isn't so much about baseball as it is the culture in which we live and the bending over backwards to apologize for things that, I mean, it's a child's game. Yeah, Indians, who gives a fuck? Move on. Toughen the fuck up, you stupid, soft bitches. The reason why I'm also bringing this up is because my favorite baseball team is right here in our backyard in Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves, also Indian-themed. How long they've already tried to take away our chop because some dillweed on the St. Louis Cardinals a few years ago during the playoffs, like fucking cried in his, he cried in his tampon too long, but I have Native American heritage and the tomahawk chop is offensive. No, you just wanted your opposition to not have an auditory uh, effect on your game. You wanted to level the playing field. You stupid fuck. You're not offended. You bitch. Anyway, they, they're about to come out after the Braves. They've already tried a few times, and this shit has to stop. We have to stop changing everything because of the possibility that it might be offensive. Stay offended. Mm-hmm. Look, if, if people want to be offended by something, it's, it's not the name of a team no, or anything like that. It's fucking running pipelines through fucking sovereign indian land you know get upset about that and also that shit is you know they're doing it it's happening also the people getting murdered leaving baseball games like in dc care 
be more offended about that shit happening than the name that's over the stadium, you stupid bastards. How many actual Indians are playing baseball? Be maybe a little more concerned about that. I don't know. <laughs> are there any Indians in baseball? I don't know. There was that one guy on the St. Louis Cardinals a few years ago I mentioned that had uh, Indian lineage. It's like, congratulations, man. There's millions of people. And mm-hmm. how about the other millions of them? And plus the Indian. You think this didn't come up in the early 90s? In fact, it did. Native American tribes said, we don't give a fuck. We're happy. We're still even part of the conversation, the way that y'all have treated us. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. I mean, I do, already, yeah. their take is, the things you've done to my people don't compare in an athletic sporting the, event. That, and that's my point. That's mm-hmm. my point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's bougie fucking, fucking ridiculous. prog libs that are... They're, they can't stop. They can't just stay in their fucking academic lane. They've got to take over the well, whole the thing fucking ab- culture. Yeah. I hate it. The whole thing about offense is it's a two-party deal. It's the person offering words, but then the individual that's processing it as offense, therefore giving power more over to the individuals causing it. Uh, you know, that's the, that's the biggest thing to me is like, you know, stop blaming your feelings on everyone else just know what you stand for and stand for it beyond that you don't have to fight every fucking issue that comes up as though it's some attack on your lineage or the person that you are well here's the thing the the people that are always protesting this kind of shit aren't sports fans this affects them nil Mm-hmm. They just can't stay in their own fucking lane and they have to dip their toe into places they have no fucking business being in. They're not baseball players. They're not baseball owners. They're not baseball fans, but they are subverting American culture so that they can make everything and whitewash it in the image that they think the country should be in. And I'm against that. What about individualism? What about mm-hmm. what the fuck I want? I want them to be called the fucking Indians. Now what? Now what? Because I'm an actual sports fan. I actually pay attention to this shit. I like tradition. You're a racist. Hell, the way that it's going, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Because what's happening is you will force people (laughs) that used to be normal. I used to be normal. You were forcing people like me into an avenue that I would have never gone into because all you had to do was just not pay attention. Mm -hmm. Well, I've never been normal and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's my whole point is. Because I will show the the liberals how to have addressed this situation. And if you come in and you fuck up my sports and my my source of entertainment that I was entertained by, which you were never were, I'll just stop paying attention. I'll show you the thing that you should have done before you got offended. If you're offended by something, don't pay attention to it. This is a big country with hundreds of thousands of other things to occupy your time. Go find something else. Go get a hobby. Change the channel. Yes. Stop trying to make everything in your image, you fucking self-ingratiating fucks. Well, that's the new tribe, dude. It's, you know, you find your spot on the internet and find your tribe and you go after everything that's fucking bad in the world. Yeah. Well, this is why league sports are destined to fail. They're scrambling for you know, this demographic that could give a fuck about sports in the first place. I mean, generally the younger millennial uh, crowd or even younger than that at this point, 
you know, most everyone that I meet, if I talk to them even a little bit about sports, they're like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking to me about because I don't watch sports. Yeah, but I did hear something about a protest about a name change, and I'll <laughs> fucking be there for that. With hashtags ready. I have an East Cobb snob story. What you got? If, uh, if you care to hear, an East Cobb Karen oh, in yeah. the McDonald's drive through <laughs> Yes, I was at McDonald's, and this is the McDonald's with the... You know, they got the two lanes. Mm-hmm. You know, you got two fucking places to order your food. And so I'm in one lane and this fuck is, I'm, I'm like maybe four cars back and this fuck is not ordering his food. He's just fucking sitting there and I'm watching the other lane. Just keep going, keep going. I'm like, fuck it. So I change lanes. I get over there. I get up to the order my food. I order my food. I pull up and there's a. East Cobb Karen ordering her food at the next window. Now, I've already ordered my food. Mm. I'm in line. This East Cobb Karen, she orders her food. She pulls up, and she's acting like she's going to fucking just, you know, bomb rush me. So I pull up a little more. I'm like, (laughs) fuck this. (laughs) So she rolls down her window, and she says, you know, this is an alternating line, right? And I said, look, lady. I ordered first. That's how they fuck up orders at McDonald's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you go before me, they're going to try to give you my order. And she goes, she looks at me and she says, well, that's not the way it works. I said, lady, I eat here every day. She said, you look like you do, you loser. Oh, and I'm like, oh, bitch. I'm a loser, huh? Okay. I'm sorry, my queen. Please proceed. Please go ahead of <laughs> yeah. me. That's exactly what I said to her. Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry, my queen. Please go ahead of me. Mm-hmm. No, you go first. So the car in front of me moves. I don't move. I just <laughs> sit there. I just fucking sit there. And I, and this this bitch is, oh, man. She finally, she's like, and she pulls in front of me, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, who lost that one, loser? <laughs> you know, yeah, you're you're going to get my order now. And he, she gets up to the window, right? Yeah. And the guy at the window, this is funny as hell. I'm sitting behind her the whole time. The guy at the window, she's, and I got my window down. I can hear her. No, I didn't order that. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting there laughing my balls off. I get up to the window and the guy at the window he goes, uh, he said, uh, what did you order? And I t- tell him what I ordered. And he goes, oh. And I said, yeah, you tried to give it to her, didn't you? He goes, yeah, that's an East Cobb snob. That's what he said. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. They know. They know. So, yeah. And then I went, th- 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 I gave it another East Cobb snob story. Mm-hmm. I go to the paint store. And I'm at the paint store. I'm picking out my shit. And I don't know if, if if anybody listens to this podcast knows we're in a severe paint shortage right now. There's no flat white paint to be had anywhere, anywhere, none. So another East Cobb snob is in there and uh, she's just raising hell at the dude behind the counter. Where's my how paint? Can you, how can you not have paint? How can you not have paint? And he's like, he's being as nice as he can to him. I'm sorry, ma'am. There's a paint shortage. There's nothing we can do about it. And she's just raising hell at him. And I turned and I looked at her and I said, ma'am, did you hear what he just said? And she goes, I'm not talking to you. I said, you don't have to talk to me. 
I'm just going to relay to you yeah. what he just said. Yeah, you're talking we're, to the whole store. <laughs> we're in the middle of a paint shortage. Yeah. There's no paint. I'm a painter. I paint every fucking day yeah. and I can't get paint. Yeah. Here's the thing, stupid fucking cunt. They don't make the paint here. Yes. They yeah. sell, sell the paint here. that is made somewhere else. Right. So they don't have the means of creation, you stupid twat. And if you look around the store, you will notice there's no cans of paint on the shelves. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but... Uh, so there's put visual evidence <laughs> of no, no paint. Yeah. They didn't just clear out the store because right. they heard you might be coming and today. And you can look through the window and see the back storage area. No paint on the... Things that go all the way up to the fucking ceiling. But they just did this because I'm here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The second I leave, there'll be paint flying off the and fucking And what shelves. is so funny is when she did leave, the dude behind the counter comes up to me and he says, sorry, that was an East Cobb snob. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, the East Cobb snob is a, really a thing. It's a fucking thing. Yeah. I'm going to get me a t-shirt made <laughs> that says, I heart. East Cobb snobs, <laughs> and I'm gonna wear it proudly when I'm working in East Cobb. And then in yeah. small print underneath, yes, I'm wearing this just for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's these stupid shit human beings who actually believe that people woke up at the beginning of the week and it's like, how am I going to fuck with this one individual? It's like insane. a whole group of people's not being affected by a thing. No. Because it happened in your quadrant, it's all about you. Yes. It's a symptom of there's an entire breed of people out there that have never worked in customer service. Mm -hmm. They've never had to serve someone else. Right. So they have this, this, uh, well, this mental uh, <laughs> disability where they think everyone is always there to serve them because they've never been in the they've never been on the other side of that fucking counter and they just expect everything they've ever wished or wanted for will just magically be there because they've been coddled yes because too many people that have encountered them in their lives have never told them to shut the fuck up you stupid bitch the world doesn't revolve around you you'll get the shit when you get the shit now get the fuck out of my store. I don't want your fucking business. And they're all they all seem to be women. That's the thing. Mm, and yeah. they all seem to be out there spending their husbands into the grave <laughs> every fucking day. And they're the ones that are entitled. That's yeah, quite they're, a they're broad assumption. Right there. Well, well, I'm just saying. I'll, I'll, I'll echo that. I'm just going with the East Cobb snob theory that yeah. I've ran into. I mean, it, they've all been women. They've all been fucking, they have no job. They're just out mm -hmm. there blowing all their husband's money. Just and mucking up the and whole fucking scooting, <laughs> scooting around East Cobb in their fucking, in their Mercedes, you know, fucking SUV that their husband bought for them. Yeah. And just. Yeah. What qualities did you bring to the table to get that marriage, by the way? Making the world what, right. What? What things do you actually offer this planet other than, uh, well, I gave my husband the best blowjob he ever got when, yes. when <laughs> and then uh, he married me, I and now I just sit around telling people how to fucking serve me. I gave him yeah. three children. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Isn't that enough? No. That's the bare minimum if you look throughout the entire course of human history. Yeah. yeah. I guess if, the, if anything, at least these weren't Victoria's Secret level 
uh, Karens. No, no, they weren't. Lord. <laughs> they were not. No, not at all. But it's just this whole, and they all thing. had short hair. That's a that's another. Mm. Oh, huh. well, I don't know. Okay. Uh, that was that was weird too. I thought that, it was weird. It's weird how similar they look to each yeah, other. We're not making you know, statements. We're just assessing the evidence as it's presented yes, it, it and was, then commenting on it. Yeah, yeah. Just useless people. I mean, oh, they're yeah. just they they're just there to make your day fucking harder than it has to be. And I guarantee you that if you followed them home, they would have all their different varieties of wine bottles yeah. and the appropriate recycle bins because they care about the environment right not being a shithead person well what this what this east cop karen should have been doing has been at home giving a fuck about all the goddamn global flooding that's been going on holy fuck oh no shit i don't know a place in the northern hemisphere that's not experiencing like torrential fucked up fucking flooding we saw it a few weeks ago in New York where the subways flooded and you got people wading through waist and shoulder deep fucking ugh. And that was just a few weeks ago. And yeah. Well, you it's, know what a lot of it is. It's now everywhere. The temperature at the coldest place on earth, the coldest place on earth is in Russia. Mm. The temperature there hit 90 degrees last week mm. for the first time in history. Yeah. So... Recorded we're, history. We're just yeah. at the, well, whatever. Yeah. Recorded history. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's all recorded. I mean, somebody wrote it on a wall in a cave somewhere, <laughs> but, uh, but what that's doing is it's going to melt the, once all the ice melts in the North and South poles were fucked and the flooding, it has a direct connection to that. And the reason why is because whenever that all that ice melts it's just like the hurricanes i talked about this when i do my hurricane prediction the winds they come from the north pole and they shoot around and they go to europe and then they come around and they shoot across the atlantic and that's what gives us hurricanes now the more ice that melts the more water that's in in that shit when those winds start carrying Mm -hmm. and that's why we're seeing germany and all all these places in europe and shit that are flooding right now it's just gonna keep happening if it keeps getting fucking hotter because it's hot i mean it is where you were where you were in arizona Mm -hmm. they are dude california and arizona and nevada and all those places out there they are this year they're dealing with heat like fucking nobody has ever seen yeah yeah and here we're dealing with what the guy said 10 years ago in the thing we're dealing with seattle we're the new seattle we're cooler than normal and we're wetter than normal Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and that has been the case every fucking year since i saw that documentary that the guy said that this would be the new seattle is happening and now seattle is fucking 112 degrees yeah which it usually would be in georgia but it's not yeah it it has i've been enjoying the cooler temperatures yes mm-hmm. just, I have to. just this week across atlanta uh, there's been videos posted of people fucking uh tubing or even skimboarding down major roads like in cabbage town we yeah, brought up yeah, this area yeah. not too long ago but uh the the systems can't keep up with the amount of rainwater and there's a there's a big reason for that. Um, they don't ever well maintain them, right? Sure. So they're full of all fucking kinds of storm debris and regular human debris. 
trash and bullshit. So they're backed up. All right. So the water's got nowhere to go, and there's just flooding fucking everywhere. And it doesn't take long for all that shit to build up and find a, the lowest point to pass through. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's cars being submerged. There's yeah. cars being flipped over. There's manhole covered. I saw a video where, uh, I think down near Lindbergh, down uh, south of Buckhead, where they're in a parking garage, and there's a manhole cover just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. And it's eerie. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in a Those parking things garage. things are heavy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. They're like at least 50 pounds. Yeah. And it's just yeah. dancing. Uh, right. Because the pressure from the the other parts of that drainage system is pushing so much water through it that you're having blowouts in areas where that mm-hmm. normally should never have water. Right. Yeah. So even the engineering of the systems can't keep up with the current amount that it's having to take on in some of these areas because it's it was rated. I used to work in like the like I said a few weeks ago the uh, land surveying and engineering field, and they would have to figure out compile you know formulations uh, how much water will run off of this surface during average rainfall for you know throughout the year. Right. And even at the worst case scenario, what can it hold? 100-year flood marks, things like that. That's how things are structured. When you start to get things that go outside those bounds, you see a, maybe not immediately a collapse of those that infrastructure and those mm-hmm. drainage systems, but you see them fully tested and failing. If that happens long enough, you'll have currently inhabitable areas inhabitable. Right. Because yeah. if you cannot control water, you won't live there very long. Um, look at the amount of engineering is required to just keep New Orleans alive. I mean, mm-hmm. 2005 wasn't that long ago. Yeah, the Netherlands they they have the same shit going on there with the ice melt and shit that comes. At, they yeah. their water control shit there is amazing. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Well, you know, and I, honestly, I mean, on my way over here, um, I was talking to my sister, who is of course still in Arizona, mm-hmm. and. You know, you talk about uh, the heat they're experiencing. They're actually right now because they've been experiencing a lot of rain, right. a lot more rain than it is usual. And um, so, right, like right now, they're experiencing 80 some odd degree temperatures, which is fucking insane for right. this time of year. Now, and you talk about these, you know, storm drains, which, yeah, it's horrible that they're getting packed up and things like that. But think of communities that don't have storm drain infrastructure. Right, I right. mean, flash flooding, you know, here in Georgia is less critical than it is in, in Arizona, Arizona right. because flash flood is actual flash fucking flood. Right. It's With like mudslides and yeah, shit. As soon as shit takes over, then there's no stopping it. I mean, the motorists that get stuck. It's almost as though things happen very quickly, like within two to three minutes. Right. And they, you know, people get swept away without even realizing shit's happening until Mm -hmm. it gets to that level. I mean, we had a, um, near where I lived, there was a road called McKellips Road. And um, this road, it used to be a riverbed. And, of course, just like anything out in the desert, that dried up a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But a few years back, there were, um, you know, just a lot of rain activity. And it ended up sweeping away the road. And, I mean, because they could not clear this water. It was there for, like, two to three weeks. The river's coming back. Mm -hmm. Well, and we experienced this here back in, I think, 2009. 
uh, we had massive floods in September of that year. And there were, I had to completely find a new way to work because yeah. the, the, the existing roads that I used to use didn't exist anymore. They got washed the fuck away. And they, do you remember the house at the bottom of the, Oh yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of it. We live on a hill. We actually live in and, a pretty hilly area. And Jim and I live, Jim and I, yeah. we live, uh, at the, the top hill. of the hill. We live up the hill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But the people down at the bottom of the hill, oh my God, their house, man, that it was their their house and the backyard and everything, that whole area, it looked like a fucking lake. Yeah. It mm-hmm. for weeks, for weeks it looked like a lake. Yeah. And I know those people were just fucking hating life. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, your house is being yeah, destroyed yeah, and you can't do shit about yeah, it. it's underwater. Because you live in a floodplain. Yeah, yeah. And like going back to my surveying days, I used to have to do uh, elevation certificates so that the homeowner could get flood insurance. And if you're, if the, if the elevation of your AC unit and your lowest point of entry into your house wasn't a certain amount of feet above the tolerable, air quote, tolerable, right. A uh, hundred-year floodplain, you weren't eligible for flood insurance, but they'll still build a fucking house there. Oh yeah, because yeah. anybody will move into it. Yeah, they'll build a house anywhere. But like, yeah, if you're if you don't understand where you live uh, and understand the way the water flows around where you live, you're setting yourself up for a very pe- high-level catastrophe uh, that you won't have any say so in. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Mother Nature doesn't give a flying fuck. But. Uh, Anyway, there's there's videos coming all across the world about all this crazy shit going down. And one of our, uh, well, hold on. Let me back up. With everything that you, we've been talking about as far as the changes in the weather, all the flooding that's happening all over the place, I got an alert this week from the Weather Channel where they updated their storm, I guess, center yeah, prediction. The hurricane, they're, they're, hurricane, hurricane prediction. prediction center released a new video where they uh, they talk about what this storm season looks like, and I'm curious to see Doug's take on it. The weather company has made an update to its Atlantic 2021 hurricane season forecast and, well, it has increased ever so slightly with the total named storms now bumped up to 19. It was at 18 and total hurricanes they are forecasting was around seven and now they've bumped it up to eight. So it's a small change. Now this still isn't expected to be as crazy of a year as 2020, but it's been a fast start. And that's what the thinking is with the bump in the numbers. So we're already at our fifth name storm and we're not at the peak of hurricane season. So we don't really get to the meat of the Atlantic hurricane season until mid-August through October. So we still have a long way to go. And with that, that's why we're seeing the adjustment in these numbers. I think they're wrong. Yeah, I was about to say, I, it, it seems... Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm sticking with my original, you know, 14, 14 named storms, mm-hmm. six hurricanes, or six major hurricanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I see no reason to change. But I... A question popped in my head when I saw that video and then followed subsequently with five straight days of flood videos everywhere from locally all the way across to China. I'm wondering if we're going to change the way we look at categorizing weather and catastrophic weather away from hurricanes 
and maybe the number of hurricanes might actually even drop, but the, with the overall amount of rainfall. Now, I do know that they have a new category that was just added to storms. Mm-hmm. They just added it this week. I was listening to it on the radio. It's uh, extreme. I can't remember the, the wording that they actually use, but there used to be two categories of these are just regular storms that come through, you know, that we see all the time. Mm-hmm. There used to be two categories of them. Now there's three. They've upped it to a third category. And the third category is you only have like minutes to react. Oh boy. To so what are these like microbursts? Well, it's just the the severity of storms. Mm-hmm. They're they're getting I mean, dude, we've seen it over the past couple of weeks. I was in a storm in Roswell. I was yeah. in Roswell. I was now it was raining all the way. I was, I was New Mexico? It was yeah, no, I was in Georgia. <laughs> uh but I it was raining all the way down eighty five. I took eighty five south. I I you know, I he- headed down Jimmy Carter. I get to Roswell. I'm in the square in Roswell. Yeah. And it is fucking I mean monsoon shit and lightning and shit cracking all around and usually i'm a good judge when i'm driving on the road Mm -hmm. of uh water that i can drive through yeah i'm usually pretty good at that well i'm in i'm in the square in roswell and i'm headed down you know when you're headed down uh highway nine and you're and you're going into the square yep you go you go around a curve and you go down a hill yes and then you start going back up a hill to get to highway 120 yep okay i take that curve i'm headed down the hill and i see Damn, there's some water in the road. I better get over in the other lane. Yeah. I get over in the other lane, and oh my God, if I hadn't gotten the other lane, dude, if I'd have stayed in the lane I was in, I would have been up to my windows in water. I mean, it was that deep. Jeez. I was I jumped over in the left hand lane and to go through the water, and it was easily two feet high, two feet deep. Yeah. Easily. And I made it through it, and I'm like, holy shit. And I jump over in the other ha- in the other lane. I look behind me, and right when I look behind me, there's like a a Jeep Cherokee or some kind of SUV going into that water that I just avoided. <laughs> yeah, and they stall. They oh, completely shit. stall. They just stop right there. I'm like, oh shit! And when I actually came out of it, my battery light came on on my van, mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't happen unless your battery actually gets wet. Yeah. And now my battery, you know, if you if you have a minivan and your battery light comes on, your battery's sitting pretty fucking high yeah. in your van. And uh yeah, I, I was I was freaked out, man. I was like, holy shit, that was deeper than even what I thought it would be. Oh yeah. And and you know, I've talked to a couple of listeners, uh, some that I know uh that listens to the show and they've told me that, hey man, I'm Thanks for recommending that Instagram account, ATL Scoop. Yeah. It's not just fucked up shit, fights, and car break-ins and shootings. Oh, it's weather, too. When, <laughs> when weather's happening in Atlanta, you see all that shit, too. And it's really... That account has really taken off. And I've been watching it a lot more. Yeah. No, it's it's wildly entertaining. It just sucks that it's actually happening where we live. Right. <laughs> but, right. but they've got videos of people losing their cars in the floods. Like they, There's one video of this guy who got out of his car. Fucking idiot. You don't get out. Crawled out of his window because he can't open his door. Left his car running to try to go assist someone else who was stranded in the water. Mm. While he's assisting that person, his car just fucking is being washed down the street. 
and to never be seen again. Right. (laughs) And it's just like, God damn, man. Um, Yeah. You got to, again, not trying to be beat fear into people, but you got to keep your fucking head on a swivel and mm. and know the low lying areas where if water starts picking up, like, here's another thing. Like, you know, I've got family that lives in Savannah. If it rains for more than 15 minutes, it's flooding. It's just the way that it's always been. There's nowhere else for the water to go. Yeah, Florida, same same way. Same for basically the whole state of Florida. Yeah. So for a lot of places that aren't used to that, this is like earth shattering. They're not prepared for it. They don't know the areas that you just don't fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. I think think the country and parts of the world could take a lesson out of Savannah, uh, Florida, and the coastal plain areas, you know, playbook, and- Find out how they fucking get around this yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, this doesn't have to ruin your life, wash your home away, lose your car forever, and much less use, lose your life. I mean, it's raining. Heads up, motherfuckers. It's raining more than it used to. Right. You got to adjust and overcome. Um, pivot. Yeah. Pivot. It was just interesting to me that they're already making adjustments to the hurricane numbers and the name storms. And it, to me, it's not nearly as much as I thought it would be, given how many we've already had this early on. And so that's why I started thinking, I'm wondering if they're going to start looking at critical weather events and move away from the hurricane thing and more into, you know, hey, Arizona, you're going to be flooded for the next two well, weeks. Like I said, they Get did prepared. They did add another category to yeah. the severe storm. Uh, it's it, it's in the severe storm category. It's not a hurricane or a tornado or anything like that. But I do know this. I, in this category, there has to be hail uh of at least two and a half inches oh my god <laughs> and there has to be and there has to be winds of up to 80 miles an hour yeah. holy shit they're, that's they're just the, gearing that's, up for the next the, the next experience yeah and weather yeah that and that's we've seen we've seen in the last two weeks in the atlanta area if you've been caught in any of this shit that i've been caught in it's it'll it knock has you been, on your ass it has been fucking relentless i mean relentless and the amount of rain that we get in such a small amount of Mm -hmm. time it reminds me of florida it's it Mm -hmm. is exactly like florida it's like it goes down there you know you can set your watch by the shit every day every day in the summer you know it's gonna rain and it's gonna rain a lot and it's gonna rain for about 15 or 20 minutes and the sun's gonna come back out and you're gonna be pissed off because you're gonna be twice as hot as it was before rain and (laughs) but that's not happening here it's not the sun's not coming out (laughs) that's what's happening you know it just keeps raining it just keeps raining that's it it just keeps happening so it's it's really been it's crazy I, i haven't seen it like this in a long time it's the level of unpredictive uh yeah you know weather which i mean you know in arizona there was uh, i want to say it was five maybe six years ago um that the day was kind of stormy but it didn't look like anything major was going to happen i'm driving on um the 10 out there okay and just out of nowhere just hail starts pelting my vehicle and, you know, I was go- already going slow because it was preceded by a little bit of a torrential downfall right, or right. Uh, downpour. And so traffic ahead of me was starting to slow down. Well, that turns into my car is actually stopped in a lane in the middle of the freeway because, yeah, hail is just coming down at crazy levels of velocity, you know, huge, like golf ball, at least um, size hail. And I recall just, you know, I, I have to put my car in park 
and it starts getting so hard. I'm watching my windshield crack just, you know, bit by bit, but it's getting worse and worse. And then finally I'm like, holy fuck. I, I think the, you know, windshield's actually going to fucking give in. Right, right. So I'm like two seconds before the hail, you know, finally kind of calms down a little bit. I'm two seconds from jumping into my back seat because I, I thought the windshield was going to, you know, come straight in. And I mean, that car almost, uh, it was, I want to say a thousand dollars away um, from being totaled. And this was not a, uh, you know, old car. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Weather is a bitch and we're in for a lot more of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Weather is a changing and, um, you know, it, it's here. It's, it's reality. Now it's time to adjust. It's climate change. Yeah. The climate is changing. Um, I don't think I want to get into the reasons why, because I honestly don't think we fucking know. But the one thing that we do know is the shit's here. It's changed. Time to adjust. Get used to it. Yeah. Plus, I, I think our episodes are already plenty long. Oh, sure. Uh, this would take up a huge episode to try to go through all the various reasons why the climate's doing what it's doing. Oh, yeah. No. And all I would do is just rail against the 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 left and their <laughs> situation on it. And um, oh, we still haven't got to the fair tax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the that's we'll, the episode we'll tackle climate change in another episode uh well spoiler so it, alert i don't think man <laughs> had that much to fucking do with it yeah. surprise surprise well it's the problem of you know mankind always you know supposes these issues that need to be fixed but then they end up corporatizing those issues which means that no actual you know relief is going to happen well, no you actual make progress you got to make money off uh, of no it. hey you know i understand money needs to be made but organically <laughs> i think it falls more into humans have a self aggrandizing syndrome where they think that they're so important that they can bring down the earth um that's where i stand but in some manners we are capable of doing that on uh ranging scales the most recent one comes to us from our favorite, we don't talk about shit that ever comes out of this country, otherwise we'll be canceled, China. Mm. Just this past week, July 22nd, as a matter of fact, this, I'm reading this from Reuters. French power group EDF said on Thursday that it would halt the, now forgive me, I don't speak Chinese, Tejan or Tejan nuclear reactor. <laughs> it operates with a Chinese partner. If similar problems around fuel rod seals were to occur in France, suggesting that the plant should hit pause. So what's going on is there's a nuclear power plant that is partnered with a French energy company that is experiencing, uh, well, let's just say Fukushima like uh, events. A meltdown. Yeah. Their cores are overheating. Now, what happens if you've watched Chernobyl or studied Three Mile Island or Fukushima or any of these other catastrophes revolving around nuclear power plants, when the core overheats and you can't cool it off, it will go into a meltdown phase Mm -hmm. if you don't shut the power off to it. Yes. Um, And the French are saying, hey, if, if that was in France, we would take it offline because we see what's happening. And China is basically saying, nothing to see here. Nothing to see. This is China where we, you know, we number one. So it 
continues and says the state-controlled French group stopped short of directly calling on China to stop operations and said the venture it runs with uh, China General Nuclear Power Group get less words. Uh, the majority shareholder in the plant should decide. Its statement comes after the EDF said in mid-June it was examining a potential issue at the nuclear power station linked to a buildup of inert gases. Ooh, not good. U.S. News Network. <laughs> this is, you can tell this is not written in America. <laughs> U.S. News Network, CNN, reported that the first time that the U.S. government was looking into reports of leaks and potential radiological threat. This is a story I haven't really dealt too much in. I just actually... Mm-hmm. Heard about it this morning and was reading it, reading about it before we came on. I don't know fully what's going on. And plus, this is China. So, I mean, they could be in full meltdown right fucking now. We yeah, nobody know. knows. Yeah. But I bring this up now just to be on record as saying, keep an eye out for maybe a Chinese nuclear meltdown. Because from what it's from all immediate reports, it sounds eerily similar to Fukushima and Chernobyl. Yeah. Where. You got areas that, uh, not so much Fukushima, but definitely Chernobyl, where shit was off the rails. The people there knew it was, but the reports coming back are saying, we got this. It's all good. Mm -hmm. But because it's a French energy group that it's connected to, they're already raising the red flag saying, we need to shut this shit down. You You got some shit popping off. And if it was anywhere else, I probably wouldn't pay as much attention to it. I would probably just gloss over it, not even mention it. But this is the same country where a little thing came out last year that kind of fucked up the whole world. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't be super shocked if this was to get f- further out of hand than it ever should be. Well, well, there is a reason they call it chain reaction. <laughs> you know, shit. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, and you also bring up the weather in the region where it's flooding all over that. And if, if a meltdown were to take place and waste is going every fucking which way you're already talking about you know um the water being you know completely fucking useless especially if it's flooding already it's going out into the oceans and everywhere that's why it shocks me that nobody pays attention to fukushima Mm -hmm. because i don't know if anybody remembers this but a year after the fukushima incident a dock floated up onto the beach in Washington uh, state, a dock. Yeah. Now this, they called it a dock, but I saw the picture of this motherfucker. This this was a fucking pier. It was a huge fucking pier that washed up on the beach in Washington state and kids were playing on it. An older couple were walking down the beach and they saw all these kids playing on this pier and they got the kids off the pier and they called someone and said, hey, a pier has washed up on the beach. Can you come check it out? Mm-hmm. That pier was from Japan. And that pier was 3,000 times mm. the limit of radioactive. Oh, nice. 3,000 times. So now, it was glowing. that pier floated all the way across the Pacific and landed in the United States. Yeah. And that motherfucker was still that hot when it got here. Mm-hmm. So that tells me, and this is still happening. This is going on right now. They are still to this day pumping water mm-hmm. from the Pacific Ocean into Fukushima 
out of Fukushima right back into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. yeah. They are doing that to this day. Yeah. If there's anybody worth their salt in investigative reporting, I don't see why any of them haven't jumped on this. Someone somewhere should jump on that. There's a lot of poisoning these days, and Doug. It, yeah, they, I know. They, but, they can't be tied up with that kind of I thing, know, but Doug. When they saw a picture with a turtle with a straw in its nose, <laughs> and we got to get rid of that first. I when mean, you're talking on, about priorities. When you're talking about uh, radiation and radioactive shit, this is a global thing. Mm-hmm. And the United States does it, too. Yeah. They talk that shit down. Now we everybody knows what fucking Hiroshima, what happened there. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that to this day, there's all kinds of fucking generations and generations of cancer in fucking Japan from that event. Sure. So they know what it'll do. Now they know how to squash certain parts of it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? To make it make people feel safe. Well, to make us well, safe. And it's funny you say that because further in this article, uh, China said there was no leak and refuted a report <laughs> that it has raised limits on permissible levels of, of radiation did. outside the plant. So, okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you're run of the mill person that does not know much about that. And uh, hey, I'm no scholar in understanding this information, but. They think, you know, tragedy happens, and then once the tragedy is contained, then we can all move on. No, I mean, Chernobyl is still being managed. They have employees on site trying to make sure the other reactors are brought under control. And once you get them under quote-unquote control, that doesn't mean you'll just leave them alone. Everything's going to be fucking cool. No. No. I mean, these things are going to be burning for, for a millennia. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the bigger the bigger point here is just be skeptical of the official message. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's coming from our overlords from anywhere. Yes. yes. Especially on nuclear, and especially dealing with anything coming out of China. That takes me to a little bit of messaging coming from, um, well, a tyrant. That uh, it seems like as we progress past COVID, we keep getting pulled back in from really dangerous messaging about COVID. Because now it has nothing to do with COVID and everything to do with the vaccines. That's nothing new on this podcast. I've played clips from this fucking woman. Uh, I forget her name off the top of my head. I'll say it here in a minute when it pops up on the video I'm about to play. But she... She was on record months ago saying we need to we need to restrict freedoms from those who are not who are choosing not to get the vaccine because the vaccine needs to be the carrot that we dangle so that they could then get their freedoms back. Hmm. By the way, you stupid bitch, that's not how freedom Freedom and rights work. But she doesn't give a fuck because, well, she was the former president of the of Planned Parenthood. So, you know, her ruining lives, uh, you know, well. That's not really big on her to-do list, or not to-do list. Anyway, this video is about a week and a half old. We didn't get to it last week, but I want to play it because it's so fucking uh, absurd. And, uh, well, just here it is. 
think this really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting vaccinated the easy choice that is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic so in other words in other words look out for those mississippi trannies (laughs) 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 they're taking over the world yeah man the variants dude every part of that clip pisses me off yeah it's dr leanna Wynn, by the way uh you can google her if you just want to be infuriated because this is she is a quote-unquote expert she is the unelected fucking bitch that has the ability to make and change policy for the way that we live our lives because she just really doesn't like it that you don't want to get jabbed this early on in the game and her reasoning she'd said nothing at all about original fucking og covid you know sars covid covid 2 it's these variants these never ending always fluctuating waves of danger that could be coming because it's so much more contagious. Well, here's the way viruses work, you dumb bitch. Things like Ebola and and other shit that fucking kills you within 24 hours can't spread that fast because it's killing its host too quickly. Right. If you have a virus that is even more contagious and more easily spread than COVID, mm-hmm. it's probably because it's less lethal. In fact, that's what they're already fucking saying. So you have something that is less lethal, that can be transmitted much quicker and easier. I'm sorry to say, you got to just let it run its fucking course. Sounds engineered to me. The, mm-hmm. the uh, human body oh, has, to, has, to be, has to be exposed to it. And there's one of two ways, natural exposure or quote unquote vaccine. But if your vaccine still allows you to catch it, spread it, be hospitalized from it, and die from it. That's not a fucking vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine. Did you see this study this week on the Pfizer vaccine? I can't keep up with them. In Israel? Hmm. Uh, they said they found the Pfizer vaccine is only 39% effective against Mississippi trainings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those variants, they'll trick you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's only 39% effective. So, so yeah, that's, that's all that this week. Well, and I've talked to friends of mine that have gotten the vaccine, friends of the show. And, and it's not just one person. It's almost everybody I know that's been vaccinated have straight up told me that are my age or younger, by the way. They've straight up told me I just got the vaccine so that I could live my life, so that I could have my freedoms and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I know yeah, that's, that, that, isn't that, that isn't that evil? Mm-hmm. That's like, evil. I understand, but that's not how the 
Mm. You're, you're, you're just going along to get along is just you're inching yourself into less and less freedom and doing what you want. If everything becomes conditional and the new mode of living, quote unquote, free is operating under these conditions, that's how we got to this point to be fucking begin with. This is the thing with me. Everybody just keeps blowing over the fact that it usually takes 15 to 20 years to develop a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody seems to keep blowing right over that. Even uh, major news, it doesn't matter who the fuck's reporting this shit. This shit was made in a year. Mm -hmm. And it was made under warp speed. Yeah. Yeah. Warp speed ahead. That rush, to me, just seems like. It 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 all seems engineered, and, and it it all makes it all makes engineering sense. Yeah, it, yeah, it's been going it, on since the nineties. It really, it, yeah, like it you, does. If you look up, and this might not be on YouTube anymore, it might be on BitChute or Rumble or Odyssey. But look up uh, BioShield testimony that Fauci had back in the nineties, like ninety five or whatever, right. where he's talking about requiring funding from the government to conduct these experiments, but it needs to be conditional where they aren't liable for anything. But also, the government can't be liable right. because the government's not the ones doing the experiment. We need money, but we need to be able to do what we need to do without yeah. facing repercussions. It's out there. It's right. real shit. We need to be able to vaccinate everybody and nobody be able to come back at us if it kills them. And it, Correct. That's, that's, it's that's been going on for yeah. over 20 yeah. years yeah. is yes. my point. So, yeah. this vaccine. Yeah. But has, here's the yeah. lie that, I mean, Biden and uh, so many others are spreading right now is the vaccine itself has been in development for decades where it's actually the mrna technology which the inventors of said technology are saying it's being misused in this vaccine this vaccine itself has not been in development that long and that's what they're trying to convince the american public of is that it's been oh no we've been studying this for 20 30 years We've been studying the fuckery with viruses for that long, where mm-hmm. we can manipulate shit, the whole gain of function thing. Yeah. And we've been fully immersed in that until about uh, 2014, 2015, a little bit in 2017, but we're not going to talk about that. And then all of a sudden, poops, we got the thing that we've been creating. And now, because we've been fucking with this for so long, for 20 plus years, when it's time for a vaccine, we can real quick just pop some new technology into what we already think we know about this and then just flood the Get, fl- flood the population. With getting it. back to what he just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a company called Novavax. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're trying to get the their vaccine um, approved for use for the COVID. Now, their vaccine is made like a traditional vaccine it's not made this new way sure and it's insane to me that they can't get approval to give well and just that shot just remember that was made with a traditional method of making a vaccine yeah they can't get that approved well no And, and and remember i said this i haven't made a big point about it but i mentioned it on some earlier episode where i said This whole COVID thing was always about the vaccine. The vaccine was at the heart of this since day fucking zero. And you can, if you question that, ask yourself why the fuck you weren't allowed to talk about ivermectin, Mm -hmm. hydroxychloroquine, and other treatments that have provable 
results. Positive. All right. Uh, results yeah. to the point where people that were taking ivermectin as a prophylactic, and I think in a study group of like 600 people, mm-hmm. zero of them uh, got COVID or was hospitalized by COVID or any of that shit. The other sample group of, I think, 800 or whatever, over half of them, and these are the people that did not take ivermectin. Right. Those people, I think it had like a 45 or 50 plus percent rate of infection that the doctors themselves were hospitalized or riddled with COVID. But ivermectin just used as a prophylactic, it was zero. It's like if, but they couldn't even talk about that. That was suppressed. That was kept from people hearing it and knowing about it, unless you were a sleuth and actually was on top of your shit because they didn't want you taking the proper measures to prevent yourself from getting sick because then they couldn't get the emergency authorization to federally push the vaccines. A vaccine, like we've said, ad nauseum, doesn't prevent you from catching it, spreading it, or dying from it. No. So what the fuck is actually in this thing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What exactly. is the point what is behind this? Well, and, you know, the, the information they keep on spreading, what they end up doing is they bastardize these medications that are historically safe. I mean, um, you know, hydro- hydroxychloroquine is almost like, you know, fucking Tylenol in other countries as far as its availability. I mean, these are medications that did not create massive side effects. They, I mean, uh, fucking, uh, you know, hydroxychloroquine is also used by soldiers um, for, mal- is it malaria? malaria. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, so this is a safe medication that it's been has any, over 70 years. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. Oh, repercussions yeah, hardly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they know what it does. Yeah. yeah. Everything's got, everything's got side effects, but then they go on this campaign of just smearing the shit out of it. That should raise alarms in your head right away. These safe medications are being bastardized in the name of science. You, yeah. Look, look, if people, if people that pay attention are still in the fucking woods on this, mm-hmm. all you have to do is go back to when Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were running mm-hmm. and look at Kamala Harris talking about, we can't trust this vaccine. We can't trust the, this Donald Trump vaccine. The Trump vaccine will never work. We can't trust it. It's, it's okay. interesting you say that, Doug. Yeah, have you got it? Okay, yeah. yeah, play this shit. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You have to make it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's a consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. 
Okay. Boom. Now, boom. That is that's my point right there. That is the vaccine that everybody's taking. Yeah. It that vaccine was being developed all through 2020 and then magically when Biden's in office all of a sudden it's safe. Now it's safe. But before he was in office, don't take this. Don't take I wouldn't take it. If 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 there was a vaccine approved tomorrow, I wouldn't take it. Well, yeah, and, yeah. He, and here's and, and, their, and their transparency does not seem very opaque. By and the way. that's not the whole Kamala Harris thing that I'm talking about. I mean, she she, she kept going on. She kept yeah, going on. Yeah, I, yeah she yeah. went yeah. just for one minute microburst. Um, we got it now. Here's here's okay. That was the shot. Here's the chaser from old Fauci. Schism is deeply infected by politics as well. We have a new poll with the Washington Post. It shows that 93% of Democrats say they're vaccinated or will be vaccinated. Only 49% of Republicans say the same. What can we do about that problem? You know, George, it, it's not an easy solution. It really isn't. I mean, I, I what we're trying to do is to just put politics aside. This is no time for politics. This is a public health issue and viruses and public health don't know the difference between a Democrat, a Republican or an independent. Okay. Now Fauci. Interesting. That's that is interesting. All of this is very interesting. Just people just pay attention to what the fuck's going on. That's all I'm saying. And as far as the vaccine, if the Novavax will get approved, I might think about taking that one. Yeah. I might actually think about taking that one because they've been doing it the traditional way and they're yeah. showing it's effective. They're showing that it's like 97%, 98% effective. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not anti-vax. Yeah, I'm not either. No, I'm, 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 no not I'm, at all. If I had to take a side, I'm pro-vax. Yeah. I think that they have saved countless numbers of lives and have made people's lives infinitely better. Exactly. Yes. Throughout time. When they've been done the right way. Exactly. When they're That's- actually vaccines. Now, if they come up with something for COVID-19 where it it is transparent and there aren't any negative side effects or deaths, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I got to, I'm loaded with vaccines. We all are. We went right. to sure. public school. You had to be. Yeah. So against my will or even my knowing, I got loaded up with all of them. It was just the way of the world. Yeah, you had to. And, and this, now, it'll I, happen with COVID. The, the little kids that go to school now. Now, I don't remember. There's a shot coming for them. You know, I, got, I know for a fact I got my polio vaccine. I don't remember catching just a smidge of polio since then. So until they come out with something where it prevents you from catching it or spreading it or God willing, you know, dying from it. If they come up with something that can fulfill those three things, I'm all in. Yeah you know get the fuck out of my way i'm gonna get sure and that's another thing about it it's like look if the if this actually did the things that they're claiming that it we're supposed to believe that it does and we were in a real pandemic you would have absolute mad fucking chaos on the streets of people trying to get it first but if it actually worked you wouldn't need the propaganda still to this point saying how much it works it doesn't fucking work and the people that don't want it are never going to get it. No. Not these current ones. But if you already got it because you just wanted a free life, hey, man, I get it. The path of least resistance, just go with the flow. Trust the plan, I guess. You know, I, I feel you, and and you have my sympathy. I'm not, like I said, I'm never going to tell somebody not to get it. 
I don't want to get it, and mm-hmm. my life should not be negatively affected by that right. decision. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, agreed. Our, our, our freedom should not be contingent on our decision to not take the vaccine or take it. I mean, you know, and these people that you're talking about, the ones that are just go with the flow right now, their outrage most likely was at its peak during the lockdowns. This was by design. Yeah. So now that everything's trying to open back up, all these people just want things to go back to quote unquote unnormal or to, to normal. And they don't realize we're slipping farther and farther away from what normal ever was. It's a slippery slope. And also don't forget when they say trust the science. Think of how ludicrous that would have been in the 50s. Smoke two mm-hmm. packs. It's good for you. Trust the science. <laughs> you know, there's there's history. How many things have been recalled? If if, uh, if you had heartburn and indigestion just 10 years ago, hey, man, take Zantac. Trust the science. It was how, made in a lab. How many oh. people does the flu vaccine kill every year? That's a it pretty... Still- kills people yeah sure. the, the flu vaccine they got all these different variants of the flu that now they got the vaccine that's supposed to protect you from 11 different kinds of the flu mm-hmm. i mean if they're giving you that shit and one out of i don't know how many people it kills i mean even if it's one out of a million one life that, is too much exactly mm-hmm. that's my point <laughs> even if it's one out of a million people that die from something that you gave them mm-hmm. you killed them yeah. You fucking killed that person. Yeah. It's- but it happened in a sterile area uh, with somebody that has a lot of degrees on the wall. So it's, it's like different. See, and that's and I- my point, man. Mm-hmm. I just- <laughs> now, these are, this is the same, you know, Johnson & Johnson and whatever. This is the same company that just reached a $26 billion opioid settlement. These are the same motherfuckers that fed this country fucking... Uh, pharmaceutical grade heroin and watch an entire generation kill itself. Now they want to come in and save your life. These people aren't your fucking saviors. Yeah, they're not your friends. They've, they've, they're trying to make a buck over how many fucking shots they can get in your arm and they don't give a fuck. When was, and here's another thing. We talk about this all the time. The government doesn't care about you. When was the last fucking time they were pushing this hard for your benefit? You know, just like we say all the time, if 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 you're not paying for something, you're the product. If the government's coming out claiming that they're doing this for your own good, uh, no, they're not. They're you're doing the it for their own good. Yeah, for mm-hmm. their continued relations and with pharmaceutical companies. It's free. Well, yeah, it's, and it's free yeah. for everyone. And and you can go to your local CVS and get it, and your local Walgreens, and well, and I, I get this thing immediately. I didn't let the Fauci clip clip keep playing but he, he goes on to say we got to get it out of the p- political realm people need to stop hearing this from politicians we need to get teachers clergymen and uh local community organize- organizers to push this propaganda so that we can break that wall and get through to the people yeah biden just had his town hall meeting in cincinnati earlier this <laughs> week which the whole fucking thing was a blooper reel Oh, yeah. But one of the things he touted was that he was getting churches involved. Hey, government, stay the fuck out of churches. 
Yeah. These suspected, you know, they're supposed to be tax exempt because they're not supposed to be part of said politics. Yeah. Well, they'll walk through those doors when it's convenient and, and oh, sure. works out. Oh, they always them. have. No, they always no. Have. Yeah, of course. Uh, and oh, yeah. and it, God we trust yeah. right there on our money. And the whole, the whole, and I know we're coming to the end of the, the episode here. Um, the entire town hall was, I mean, it was utter bullshit. Like it was laughable bullshit, which is not a surprise. That's not the news story. Got to give Joe Biden credit. He made it to the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't look good or sound good no. throughout the entire thing. He crawled to the end. He he had the I don't know where I am look on his face the whole time. He stopped talking, and that's not a, that's not a shocker. Given all of the mental hurdles that man deals with uh, on a daily basis now, I got to give him credit. As a president, he went out and did the presidential thing. He lied his ass off to the American <laughs> public in an effort to keep everyone calm. Right, and that is the premier number one job of any president regardless of party sure that's how he is judged in the public sphere uh, as being a good or bad president public sentiment did yes, he keep a- did he did he just tell everybody hey 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 we got this that's that's why trump goes down as the worst president in many people's eyes because he was like yeah no i think it's all bullshit y'all yeah. stupid if you believe it yeah these guys are idiots and he's like wait he's not telling me the things that i wanted to hear he's a terrible president obama was a good liar hell probably the best liar we've ever had biden you know he's trying he's trying so on a presidential ruling scale Hey, man, good job. You lied your ass off. And I, I know, uh, you know, one of the clips that I've seen kind of, um, you know, going everywhere is the one where he acknowledges how many people think that he's like, you know, a vampire of oh, the yeah. young, <laughs> you know, it's like sucking children's blood and shit. Let, oh, me, let me tell you what hilarious. I, uh, what I f- it well, think is going to be interesting is mm-hmm. the next presidential election. Oh, of course. I think every one of them from now on Because you know it's going to be Kamala Harris, and you know she only got 4% in the primary. Mm -hmm. She she got out of the completely got out of the race (laughs) because there was no hope of her ever becoming the president. Yeah. If what I see in my head happens, you're going to see this country come apart. The the best Come chance apart. the best chance Kamala has as becoming president is if one of Biden's dogs trips him up. <laughs> well, you know, I, I brought up, you know, the one uh, clip that I was bringing up to actually bring up another one. Okay, I, I found this a little priceless, not because he was saying anything that's incorrect. I think it's just because he felt the landmine click under his foot. Um, that this could turn out to be bad, but yeah, just enjoy this as I did. Well, let's bring in Kristen Oliver. He's a Democrat. He works for the insurance industry. Kristen, what's your question? The insurance um, Well, so my wife Stephanie and I are newlyweds as of this past Saturday. I brag if I were And we're black. Check it out, guys. As they say when they look at me and my wife, you married up, kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> Um, we required all of our guests and vendors to uh, be vaccinated to ensure safety. We are African-American, and in many of our communities, people are against the vaccine. Uh, a reason that stood out the most in regards to our guests is that they don't see the vaccine as being as safe as the CDC put it, puts it out to be. Um, how are you working toward convincing those in these communities that the vaccine is safe? We got a lot It's really an important question because 
in the African-American community, there is a, a, a an uptake of the vaccination. Number one, there's a reason for that. You know, you go back just to even World War II, African-Americans were used as experimental. They're almost like guinea pigs in terms of exam. Wow. They were, anyway. It, you it, go, it, and, 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 and your mom and dad remember that. Your grandparents remember that. Yeah, you were you were bringing up as, a black man's mom. <laughs> yes, as a guinea God, pig. The balls on this guy. And now, and they, I love you know his shift. He just like all of a sudden goes. The the uh, well anyway. Yeah, I'll get in trouble <laughs> if I keep going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We treated your people very poorly when I was uh, well when I was coming up. <laughs> I can but, feel Yosemite Sam rising up yeah, in yeah. my lungs. But because I feel so bad for my personal shittiness that's now out there for everyone to see, <laughs> I want to vaccinate you. Yeah, no, Joe, you just got to lie your ass off and hope that they believe you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, token black people. Hey guys, we're in insurance and we're black, and uh, well, I work for the insurance. How like, can we lie to the Americans where it actually works? Like, help me out, Joe. You seem pretty good at it. Well, you know, we used to treat you as guinea pigs. How does that work? <laughs> Try that one on for size. <laughs> Let me bring up the exact thing that's probably going to be worse for my <laughs> yeah. cause. Yeah, well, it just it just shows that. Uh, Wh- where's my pants? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe, they're on you. Um, they're backwards, but you got them on. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. Uh, that's almost an every morning conversation ghost. with my dad and my stepmom, I think. Oh, Lord. The clothes, <laughs> clothes ghost. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, All you right. are the man. Yeah, we got to shout that out. Uh, we've we've mentioned this man on this podcast. It's been a while. It's definitely been a, a f- tens of episodes ago. But if you haven't seen the Fresh Prez of DC uh, episodic series that Kyle Dunnigan has put out on YouTube, I highly recommend it. Yes. It's some of his best work ever. It is some funny shit. Hmm. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. We'll, we'll maybe play some clips from it next week. Well, uh, I do want to bring up, you know, speaking of individuals being as government as they possibly can be, uh, Fauci... Uh, he had a very interesting kind of give and take with Rand Paul. Yeah, he was testifying in front of Congress, and Rand Paul started grilling him, and yeah. this is what happened. Well, I mean, you know, you know, Fauci is now the science god, like, you know, Eminem's rap god. You know, the real sham shady, please stand up. Oh, wow. <laughs> but anyways, uh, this is what uh, transpired. We may cut a little bit of this, or you can tell me when to... When enough's just enough. <laughs> just, just play the damn thing. And it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens Potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of -of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH 
never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Boom, boom, boom. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain. That also worked for me. Being gain of function. So what was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its yeah. transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH, one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world from a pandemic. I think that's good enough. Yeah. How'd you like that, guys? (laughs) Uh, You know, that's uh, Fauci's, some of Fauci's best. I mean, I've been, again, I'm, I'm not doing any of this to pat anyone on the back, but I kind of had my antenna up on Fauci for about a year mm-hmm. now. I mean, the sure. guy, the guy, it, it was immediate from the don't wear mask to wear mask to 15 days to slow the spread to, well, it's just the droplets and, well, we just got to do this a little longer. And it, I mean, it started with 15 days to slow the spread to get some free donuts if you get a shot to now they're, they're literally having strike forces knock on doors. Uh, going down lists of people that they know that aren't vaccinated. The fact they have the lists, um, they they wheeled it out there uh, quickly because you can't find this anywhere now uh, where they were talking about editing your SMS, a.k.a. text messages for disinformation. Yeah, on the... Uh, or on, misinformation. Yeah, yeah, on the virus. Yeah, yeah which or, wasn't... Or on the vaccine. Which wasn't incorrect information. It was just off of the norm and the the you know they could get away with this shit if there was only three networks and your local paper but they can't do that shit anymore which so this is really bothering them so they gotta they gotta come in and control it as best they can uh and going inside your own text messages is fucking uh infuriating Mm -hmm. scary all of the shit and if that's the case the funny thing is is i know that they got they saw this that I texted myself and it's uh, their own people saying some pretty fucking wild shit uh, with these social media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team, uh, given as Dr. Murthy Mur- uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audience. Okay, well, she's going to stumble her way through the rest of that lie today, Junior. The big part there is we are we. She is the mouthpiece of our government. We, the government, are flagging posts for Facebook. 
how's that it's a private company bro working out for you mm-hmm. all you stupid bastards before going facebook can you know they can censor what they want and they can boot whoever they want because they're a private company yeah in theory in principle but not in reality Fuck yeah. your principles. They're stupid. They're retarded. They're in cahoots em- with your federal government. It's Sorry, the emergency people. powers of the government, man. Well, yeah. and they're and- changing definitions of shit all over the place. I mean, that <sighs> clip, um, you know, sh- uh, the one that I played shows where they can take an actual definition, say it out loud, and then still say it's not right, even though it fits the actual parameters. I saw a headline this week. Mm-hmm. That basically said that a person's vaccination status should be released and it's not against HIPAA. That is the very definition <laughs> of what HIPAA is there to protect. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, not to mention that when people get their second shot and die within like the first month of getting mm-hmm. that shot, they still consider them not fully vaccinated right because within their own terminology they say it's not until five to six weeks after your second shot are you then considered fully vaccinated so if the shot takes you off this planet within the the first month of you taking it they they will count that as an unvaccinated person dying due to covid yeah that's the level of shit that they're doing and if you're not aware of this all of everything we're saying sounds kooky and crazy and they just don't like authority well and this is the spread of information i mean my uh i'm just gonna say a friend is having to battle a lot with a family member about their vaccination status every time they see this person they are attacking them going, you know, I don't understand why you're not protecting the rest of the population. Uh, you're in the healthcare industry. What are you doing? And they're, I mean, everything that they're telling this person is all very valid, but they're not listening to actual reason anymore. No, they're they just, don't, they re- don't care. This is the gaslighting yeah. of a nation on a daily basis. The, the conversation changes daily. The terminology well, we're going to not use that. What we told you six weeks ago, fuck that. Just believe us. Just follow our lead. Go with the flow mm-hmm. uh, as we dictate it. And we're just hoping that nobody really cares that much, that no one really pays attention. And if you are paying attention, it's like, well, hey, you're paying too much attention. Right. And, well, and, and, you're, you're pointing out the lie that I told mm-hmm. last year. What do you? What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? And we're going we're gonna, to remove text messages. We're going to flag those things. We're going to kick you we're going to kick you out of the public sphere so that you can't communicate this this podcast if, yeah. <laughs> should not be able to go out with right. the shit no. we talk about right. but anybody that fucking gets it and it's probably half the fucking country that gets it is just being gaslit i think i'm going to come out and say it here's my conspiracy theory i think it's on purpose i think they want the major conflict that they've been fearing claim to fear i think they want it so fucking bad they're doing everything in their fucking power to make it reality so they can grab more power and we can be the nail to the government's hammer that's all i gotta say about it and And that's where i've been for fucking a year (laughs) well and you know the funny thing is this person's argument that i'm talking about Mm -hmm. for said individual was every doctor i talk to Uh, is very alarmed about the vaccine and some of the side effects. These are actual fucking doctors she's talking to. 
and this supposed conservative individual comes back and says, well, obviously, this doctor doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Oh, of course. They're saying something that goes against my, my religious values now. And hey, you know what it is? Whatever. Go get the shot. Don't get the shot. Just don't tell me what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on this podcast and talk shit uh, whenever the fuck we feel like it. And we'll put them out whenever the fuck we feel like it. Because I'd rather be free and uh, do whatever the fuck I want within my own bubble and let the rest of the world lose its fucking mind. If I'll want. take a vaccine when I think the vaccine is safe to take for yeah. me. You're supposed to be in a free country able to have the freedom to decide, do I want this or don't I want this? Nah, I'll wait for the safe one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're playing on the safe side, that's all I'm doing. That's sure. all I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. not anti-vax. I'm not any of that. Yeah. I'm just playing this shit safe because I don't trust what the fuck they're sticking in people's arms right now. No, no I and, don't trust that. And I'm not, I'm not anti-vax either. You know, I actually come from a place where, you know, as, growing up, my mom used to pump herself full of antibiotics, full of this medication, that medication. I mean, throughout the day, the woman probably took 20 to 30 separate pills. I'm probably just overshooting just a little bit. But my point is... I have grown up to be very skeptical. I don't want to take a uh, antibiotic unless I have to. I don't want a vaccine unless I have to. Why? Because I want my immune system to be able to go, you know what? I don't need the, all that aiding to just turn around and go, fuck, no, you're not doing that in here. I don't take any medication. The only time, and this is very rare, the only time that I take it is for my knees mm-hmm. when my knees are mm-hmm. really fucking me up but as far as like painkillers and volume and all that shit now yeah when i was young you know i was popping pills you know i was, I was yeah. doing anything i yeah. was doing it i was doing everything you do when you're young but i don't take anything for a headache i don't do that and i feel like that if something befalls me that that medication will work better in me than work in a person that takes it fucking every day Because they're immune to the shit. I think if more people were like me and just said, fuck it and didn't take the, didn't take medicine, it does build up your immune system. But not only that, it makes it so when something does hit you is effective on you. It's not just another pill that you take to add to the pills that you're taking every fucking day Yeah, that are probably counteracting each other. I went through that with my dad. My dad moved in with us towards the end of his life. And, when I moved him up here, uh, he was living in Alabama. I moved him up here. First thing I did, I took him to the doctor and I showed the doctor all the medicine that he was taking. Yep. Doctor's looking at all the medication on his stuff. He goes like, well, why is he taking this? This is just blocking this. My dad was on nine medications when mm-hmm. he got here. Within three months of him being here, we had him on one medication and an aspirin a day. That was it. Yeah. And he could do more. He could, hell, you'd call me and <laughs> tell me he was out checking the mail when yeah. he wasn't supposed to be doing it. Yeah. You know, but he could, he could move around a lot better. He could, he could think better. Everything, everything about him changed. Yeah. I'm glad we went to a doctor that was looking at it and saying, this is fucked up. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing all of this. Yeah. 
And more, if more doctors were like that, we would be a lot better off as a society. Correct. Instead of a doctor just fucking writing you a script and say, here, yep. take this for the next fucking millennia or yeah. whatever. There are good doctors and there are bad doctors. Yeah. Most yep. of the nurses are great people. Most of the physical therapy people are genuinely there to help people. Yep. Most of the people answering phones and running records, they have a heart of fucking gold. But there's also a lot of people that have the power and ability to prescribe medicine that don't give a flying fuck if they got to prescribe you six things uh, to counteract the the other three things that well, they did a, when really all you need more. is one because think of the financial interest of the people that you're trusting your health with. Yeah. That's no different than Fauci and all these other fucks touting this quote unquote vaccine. Now I'll take a vaccine when they actually get a fucking vaccine, but what they got out there now ain't a fucking vaccine. And for anybody out there that's, taking the vaccine or thinking about it just to go along to get along if you are a pro legalization of alcohol and marijuana and any other drugs because what i put in my own body is no fucking right of the government to to control then you shouldn't take what the fuck this is yeah especially under the coercion that's coming from the government where they're forced trying to force it and if they had always think of it this way what do you think would happen if the current government got their way what do you think life would look like if they were able to do what they wanted to do? They would have a fucking military truck in front of every house shooting you against your will, which is happening in other parts of the fucking world. My whole point is, is if you're all about, I don't think alcohol should be illegal because I think I should have the right to put in my body what I so choose, then I don't know why the fuck you're getting this thing that is walking and talking uh, as an experimental drug, but wearing a t-shirt that says, hi guys, I'm a vaccine. It ain't a fucking vaccine. Mm -hmm. And that's all I got. That, that's where I'll leave you. I know we're running long. So we'll be back next week at some point. Um, until then be safe. Thanks Jump for listening to us, bitch. Yeah. You know, be safe. Try not to get shot at Chick-fil-A drive throughs and, uh, <laughs> don't let the government shove something in your body. That's it. Sweet. Oh yeah. Fuck Spotify.